0: Holy shit, let's get ready to have a good time, have fun, party, and go fucking
1: wild!
0: Welcome back. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us through the break, Jim Norton
2: and Sam Roberts. It's just confusing for people.
0: No, 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 no because they replay the last hour at 7. Thank you to TJ.
2: Oh, so you want to... Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, just to kind of make it look like this is a much longer show.
2: Right, so nobody quite knows when it's live. When Hey, we're here when you wake up. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right, you don't say what time you come. We're here when you wake up. That's what you do for the mashups. They do. Yep. And everybody's just like, I guess the mashup's just always on. And the mashup's like, yeah, we are. I was coming in today
0: in my Uber, and they were playing, uh, listening to regular radio. And Kiss Creatures of the Night played, which I love. It's a good song. It's towards the end of my favorite era. But uh, I was enjoying listening to it. And then, of course, at the end, like in the last... 30 seconds. Hey, uh, we're gonna be giving away free tickets to come see you talking. They, they interrupt the song. And then they go right into a story about, ah, that kidnapped toddler was found dead. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Killing my vibe, dude. I'm enjoying Kiss creatures of the night and you go right into the news right into the dead toddler the mother is a suspect it fucking stinks radio well
2: well, you gotta keep them you gotta keep them tuned in you gotta keep them from switching who's lit? but who's switching your Uber driver who gets
0: their news from that who gets their fucking news like on the I guess on the radio people do but if you wanna find out what happened to the toddler just open your phone it's there
2: I mean you interrupted the song radio is still people driving yes So, it would be funny if they were just googling, like while they were driving, because they didn't want to interrupt Kiss.
0: But but just it's the interrupting the song that makes them so bad. It's it's just it's the hitting the post, which is shit. Talking until they, you're gonna, can't, you can't get
2: upset, Dennis
0: Falcone. Look, well, I, I think I've told Dennis Falcone that it's just a shit thing radio people do. You know, W A B C love, love me too. And cut the music in the beginning. It just, it stinks. And I was just reminded today while enjoying a song that I was happy to hear on the radio, which you don't hear a lot on the radio. Oh, that's right, regular radio sucks. <laughs>
2: it fucking sucks. It really does. I think that the. Think and it's also because they haven't really changed philosophies in what fifty 175 years, A years, one hundred and seventy five years. Yeah, it's the same philosophy when they were making Foley sound effects with like a big metal sheet to make it seem like it was thundering outside, yeah,
0: which was brilliant when yeah. they first started doing that. It's well, brilliant.
2: yeah, and it was necessary. Yes, there was no visuals. Yes. There was no television. That's right. Uh, but I think the idea is that if you if you uh, Outro the song. Like if you talk as the song is going out, it's all one sort of fluid thing so nobody will have a second to think, okay, I'm done with that. I'll change the station. Whereas if you let the song play out and give it a breath, because that's the other thing they do in radio. Nothing gets a breath. Nothing gets a moment of silence. There's no thought that in between two thoughts, you're like... (sighs) Because you don't want to have that moment where somebody... You're so not, uh, you have no faith in your audience's loyalty to your program. It's just like, this is on right now. I can't remind people that they have the option of turning anything else on because if for one moment they realize I can turn on anything else, they will.
0: Well, and the thing about the, the, the end of the song, I understand, like when it's song is like a couple of seconds left and it just kind of fades out. Sure. Like I I don't mean that the song should end and then they should go like you know take the record needle off and then go but it's 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 the interrupting way before they should it's the talking way longer than they fucking should cuz again right that's the terror but it just makes it's it's made me hate radio for decades that they do that that they just have to put their little stink into every moment, and when they came out of the kiss song and go right into the you know yeah, hey, you get the big concert coming up after that uh, toddler.
2: <laughs>
0: <the Bad laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, but and I don't mind you talking about that on the news, but you're killing my vibe. Don't inter- it's just annoying. Don't interrupt the fucking song. Do pick a time to do the news and have a fucking time for the song. Yeah, if you're gonna make these guys play music. Which they do make them play music.
2: Because people will not stay tuned to hear them talk. Most of them know. That's the thought. Yes. Most of of them, it's correct. That's the fear of program directors, that if you talk for more than 45 seconds... Everyone will turn this
0: off. Even good radio show, even good morning shows, they make play music. Like I go on the road and I'll do shows that I've done, done on and off for years. And it's like, Oh, they got, they're playing a couple of songs an hour now, whereas they weren't. And some of the guys are still. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of these guys are, they've kind of, they're, they're in, ingrained in the market. So like they'll play one or two an hour or they'll talk for kind of as long as they want. But it really is, it's a scary time to be like a regular morning radio host on, on, like in a single market.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would hope that by now they know. Just milk this thing till it's dry. Like it was scary. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about what was going on before yeah. I came in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was scary. Like a few years ago, when you go, when you're going, oh, this might be over, but now it's over. It's over. Like man. it's definitely over. You're just picking up the scraps. So I would hope that would be my advice, just enjoy picking up the scraps. And they're all
0: doing podcasts, which it's get I get it, but it starts at the end of their show. Um ninety two three FM Ditches tunes for breaking news with a ten ten wins simulcast. What is that? I mean wait it's it's a like ninety two flipping wait, formats again. They're literally just wait. doing a simulcast of ten ten wins. Yeah. They're playing wow. 10-10
2: wins on K Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy shit! That's how <laughs> fucking congratulations. That's
0: what you assholes did to yourselves
3: at the end of the month.
2: Oh my god! I thought I thought when I read that headline, I hadn't heard about this. That's what they did they to just themselves. Announced it like a few days ago. I thought that when that headline came up, I thought maybe a ten ten win simulcast maybe on the ones. Maybe they'll come in for the traffic and then go back to like full uh, time. Well, I mean, dude, God bless, and I don't want to besmirch anybody's name, but that that DC Morning Show that they've been simulcasting is just the worst oh, thing. Oh, I, I didn't know they were doing that. It's, I mean, it's the worst. That, I, dude, it's so bad. Like it, like it, like get brings me back to Jacktober days when I was going through these bad shows. Like it's, oh, it's, Elliot. It's, it's, yeah. He's a big show in DC. It's a big show. Yeah. God bless him. I'm sure he's very successful. I'm sure, you know, some, you know. This looks
3: like a family photo.
2: Some yeah. little whippersnapper like me has no business making fun of Elliot in the morning, but it's just. It's as bad a show as I've ever heard. I It's horrendous, dude. It's so bad. And by the way, I'm sure his hands are tied, and there's only so much he can do in regular radio, and who knows like i said picking up the scraps and that that's the industry but it is just as tough a listen as you could possibly have I, I like have in Elliot, morning. though like, He's good.
0: and it's a good show in DC sure. uh, I didn't know they were on here but I, I i will say that uh i'm thinking more of the program directors the the disastrous and again the, the tying of the hands they did it with open yeah. anthony years ago it's like this fucking these dumb motherfuckers they panic they come in they obsess about their format and every time you're proven to be wrong you're constantly proven to be wrong I guarantee you they don't let him do. if if the show is bad I guarantee you they're not letting him do what he wants to do or they're making him hit too many of this or they're saying do this segment and don't do we've dealt with these guys they're the fucking worst why but this feels worst
2: this feels very uncaring of your alma mater 1010 wins Mike Montone they uh, they get on their Twitter and they announce with big exclamation points, 1010 Wins is going to FM! Which is just, I'm sure, the enthusiasm that the entire K-Rock staff is really looking to see. Well, I,
1: actually,
3: I probably know who wrote that tweet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, good for 1010 10 Wins. They do seem to be thriving following the loss of John Montone, so perhaps... <laughs> <laughs> you think
2: that's what happened? They lost the old anchor of the perhaps, station.
4: Perhaps he wasn't as key a cog in that wheel as he likes to tell himself he was. <laughs> you, you should tell him. Dad, oh, be sure to. <laughs> dad, funny thing.
2: You leave the station, and within months they're simulcast on on a very strong, crystal clear. They got I mean,
0: Howard's old show. It's they're it's doing Howard's old show. Ninety two
2: point three is a is a is a is an institution in New York. You take out the trash, and the house looks a lot better. It. <laughs> it's really a spring really... cleaning, and all of a sudden we've got quite a value on our hands. Very very
0: bad. I'm, I'm happy to see. I'm not happy Elliot gets booted. I'm not happy like any DJ loses their show.
2: No, you don't. I, want it.
3: I mean, Elliot's still going to be on,
0: and no, but
3: I'm DC. saying like he,
2: I'm nobody sure wants love... to
0: lose New York. No, but I'm always happy when the when when the for, when when the people who make decisions are made to look like the assholes that they are. It always makes me happy. I feel bad for the talent, but I don't even fault the talent most times because ninety percent of the time,
2: ninety-two point three percent of the time, that's
0: a great way to put it. Their hands are tied, and they're being told what to do, and they're being told what not to do, and anything that gets a complaint, they're told not to do. So fuck them
2: remember how uh how pissed off they got when uh we we at the o and a show at the time kind of read the tea leaves and we're, it was really obvious that when we it, well it was it wasn't it was k rock when we left right they flipped so it was K-Rock. it was howard left ninety two point three k rock was the channel in new york it was howard's channel it was his home base it was everything when howard left they panicked to such a degree that they flipped the entire format to talk. They said, "Well, what if we have just all talk shows? You won't stop listening, right?" And they put uh, DLR on in the morning, David Lee Roth, and that didn't work out. So they brought O A over. Was it Adam Carolla? It was, Corolla Car- no, was Carola on the West Coast. West Coast. Oh. He so th- did,
0: I think, I want to say Adam took over seven of Howard's stations. We might be able to check that. Yeah, I, I want to say seven, yeah.
2: They split Howard's stations up. So Corolla took the West Coast stations.
0: And I did a show in LA when he had it. I think he was, he did well. I don't know if he left because the of the, 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 the networks or of the fucking, uh, of management or if he just wanted to start his own thing, but they might have just changed formats.
2: I think they threw him off because
0: the rest of the channel was probably not doing
2: that well. And it went, yeah, and also don't forget it. Maybe that channel was doing well, but that's part of you know one company owning yep. every station across the nation. Right. That like we're not just changing the LA station, we're changing all the station. So then uh, while we were there doing O and A, they flipped it back to K Rock.
0: It became yeah, Talk FM at one point. It was, was that Talk FM no, or was It Free
2: FM. Free FM, That's right? That's what it was. Was there a Talk FM or was it only Free FM? No, in New York it was Free FM. It what could it, have been Talk... I think it was Free FM.
0: What did NEW become? WNW became something like that in the afternoon too.
2: Mm, WNW Jack FM. Right? Wasn't yeah. that NEW? Blink-1027, Mix-1027. became Jack... 101 Fresh became Jack. 1027. Fresh. Then, but I think Jack is probably what you're thinking. No,
0: about. I just, it was something, it might have been, t- I'm probably thinking Free FM, but I thought there was something tall, but it's not Free FM as well as thinking.
2: Adam Adam,
3: uh, by the way, replaced him in 12 mark.
2: 12, wow. Right. So then it was Free FM. Then they flipped to K Rock, and that's when we were there. Yeah. And then we read the tea leaves and kind of figured that they were flipping to a top 40 station to compete with Z100. And so before they could flip the station, we made a piece of production that sounded like they were flipping their station. <laughs> and said, K-Rock is going top 40. And they were so pissed because that literally the next day, they were flipping to top 40. But we got in front of it, and then it was like, oh, come on, guys. But that's another reason guys.
0: that those guys behind the scenes just suck. The fact that they think that they're big
2: format flip.
0: Like, they live with format flips. It's just the way they were doing things that worked for decades. That's they what They did is. not see it beginning to stop working. We saw it because we, could, we would be in the... When they would come in and complain about jokes, or don't do that, or let the lawyers fucking... Congratulations to the asshole attorneys that work for these companies
2: because this is your doing. Because somebody in 1978 was like, what if we air static on the channel for the whole weekend? And then when we come back... On Monday, the format will be flipped. It'll be a big happening. Everybody's going to be talking about how they're static on the channel all weekend. And the first couple of times, it was like, yeah, that's a big deal. But 30 years later, when you're still doing it, yeah. doing it it's like, we're past it. And but so, so they flipped it to whatever top 40 channel they flipped it to and they brought in Nick Cannon. Yes. And then they flipped it again. It was Go. 923 now. 923 now. That's right. 923 oh my now. God. Yeah, and we have a little bit of fun. We poked a little bit of fun at that. It was k- I, I know.
4: An- Anthony made fun of my old boss. It was glorious. I used to, whenever he would piss me off, I'd go back and listen to that clip. <laughs> Who's your old boss? Mark Mason. Oh. <laughs> it was
0: K-Rock for decades. And then they, how many format flips since they started flipping so, formats?
2: So it was Free FM. Then it was k back to K-Rock, but not, you know, back to K-Rock. Then it was 92.3 Now. Then it was something else after 92.3 Now. Or they took...
3: Oh, uh, it was... Uh,
2: 923 amp. Mm-hmm. amp. Oh. Was was
3: a, they did dance music for a few
2: years. And right.
0: CNT, they did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when Kanye took over the morning show. <laughs> uh, yeah, 923 amp. That's when they got rid of Nick Cannon, and they did dance music. Then they went back to K Rock. <laughs> most recently, and I, I mean. Maybe one of the reasons why I was I liked that they brought Kane back. Kane came back to do the morning show. He was like the DJ on K-Rock when I was a kid. And he was doing the morning show for a while. And I guess now they're like fuck it. We're going to have three radio stations that exist and just they try they to spread them. Why?
3: Uh, workplace violations?
2: Big red machine? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> workplace violation, that's not a good. I think thing.
3: one was a vaccination issue.
2: Okay, Kane, was I it, see you. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: And I think they started doing an unauthorized podcast. Nice. Nice. Probably cuz they saw the writing on the wall with this that shit companies. That's... They also did mention on their podcast months ago that this was going to happen.
2: Oh, Kane, you oh, spiraled it, it. Good for Kane. Good <laughs> yeah, he for anything. Right
0: Good for him he saw it coming.
2: Yeah, and so now now they're doing 10-10 wins. So what do you got? Elvis Duran feels safe. Elvis
0: Duran but I, is an institution, and his the music does well, their, and their jingle ball does well. They have enough events that just seem to work.
2: And it's Elvis Duran. I just, like, the only way...
0: I just said Elvis Duran's an institution, by the way. I, I he is I, I I know, I know, either. I'm humiliated. that the, I, I would say. I,
2: <laughs> I, I, I know.
0: I shouldn't have said that. I should have said well, that. I'm he sorry. Was I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. He's an institution, yeah.
2: The only way that show stays on after Elvis is if they kind of do a gradual transfer of power to, like, Froggy or whoever else is on that show. Like, it's got to be – like, it's got to stay – it can't be a new guy. If you put a new guy in once Elvis leaves – that show will last six months and be off the air.
0: Scott Shannon, I feel like, is safe. I feel like Scott is safe. Oldies. Oldies. They all know Scott. A lot of the, that audience is not going to newer technologies. They're
2: not looking for... They don't like podcasts. They like
0: the radio show. They, they,
2: but they listen to... And
0: they listen to it. I just... I love watching these fucking assholes scramble. I feel bad for all the hosts. Because most of them are just... Again, they're trying to do a good show. But the, the, the people behind the scenes, it's so fun to know... You fucking ruined it. And You know what? None of them are getting fired. It's all, it, it's all fucking Elliot. Or it's this one. Or it's that one. It's are not. They
2: not get, I don't know if they're getting fired or not. I, I bet you it they're up. not.
0: If, if it's anything like it was when we were there. Well, they're not,
2: there's no way they're keeping them. It's not like 1010 Wins is going to have two program directors.
0: No, but they'll find something else for them. They just move them to do something else. Or, you know, like for many years, Ken Stevens had this many stations and then he had this. They just give you different amount of stations to run. Well, they always find jobs for these guys. Management doesn't usually fire each other unless they have to.
2: In New York, Alt 92.3 wasn't with Alt. We forgot Alt, too. Amp, Alt, K-Rock. Well, this is Alt now. Oh, it went, from, it went to... It did go back to K-Rock. Or no, it yeah. never did.
3: I think I think when it flipped back did, from Amp,
2: yeah. it was Alt. Amp. But why Alt. didn't they call it K-Rock?
3: Because it's different.
2: Well, it's, K-Rock was already good. K-Rock's
3: more rock. The What they play right now is... A, Definitely a mix. What it's is like it? It's like alternative.
2: Alternative to what? <laughs> to-, to everything
3: else, man. Alternative to <laughs> listen
4: to. Alternative to
3: what? Alternative I mean, like, to listen to. What I mean to. is, like, they'll play, like, Post Malone. What is
4: Where, it like, the K-Rock alternative? K Rock never would have played
3: Post Malone.
2: K Rock played uh, Jay Z when he ma- mashed up with Linkin Park. Well, yeah, that was a dope song. Yeah. Plus, they stole it from the board op. <laughs> Remember? Yes. One of the board ops at K Rock was, like, yeah, I actually came up with the. Uh, <laughs> with the whole concept of putting Jay-Z and Linkin Park together and they even flew me out and they listened to it and then they, uh, well, then they did it themselves after. Uh,
3: it was Tim, right? Uh,
2: huh? No. Oh. Well, I thought you were serious. I was like, no, that, that was the thing.
3: He did yeah, it? Sam was being serious. I wasn't serious. Tim was the guy. No, it was, not, it
2: was not Tim Reed. No. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tim Sabian. No! No! No, and it certainly wasn't. Tim Sabian never got behind the ones and twos. No. No, you were talking about Tim Reed though, right <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tim Reed, oh my God! WKRP KRP Reed? in Cincinnati, probably a different Tim Reed
2: than you're thinking. No, it was of. the one you worked with. I'm thinking of Tim Reed, the actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, you worked with him.
5: Yeah, uh,
0: I'm thinking. I, I remember Tim. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of uh, who I enjoyed very
2: much. By the way, KRP is also 10-10 wins <laughs> now.
0: So, <laughs> but there was K Rock in uh, L A. and they fired. Uh, I mean, Kevin and Bean split up, and I, I always forget which guy left and then which guy was left. Yeah, I think be- Kevin. Bean, Bean left. left. Yeah. And Kevin, was, left. Kevin Kev- was remaining.
2: Yeah. Bean went to the UK.
0: And they fire him right as the pandemic starts. These fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. All those years he was there. And they fire him in the start of the pandemic. Fucking Are we
3: going to work gross. from home? Well,
2: you're going to be home.
3: The same guy that fucking gross. fired them ended up leaving K-Rock to go be the PD at
0: Alt-92.3. That's awesome. Awesome. And, he's, and, and then look what happened. Whoops. And now he's doing all this. Yeah.
2: All two wasn't without its controversy. In 2021, Morning Show hosts Kane and Corey, who, along with their producer Jay, were fired for a series of work violations, including a vaccination requirement and the launch of an unauthorized podcast, went on a tear on a podcast taped immediately after. During the, that talk, the host whose show continues on Patreon, Spotify and Apple podcast hinted that the move to simulcast 1010 10 wins was imminent. Wow. Quote, as we said in our We Got Fired video, Alt will become wins. That doesn't sound like they hinted at it. They said it. It's yeah. a very direct <laughs> statement. Uh, Yeah. Good for them. Wow. Good for them. That's so, great. So, okay. So, we got Elvis Duran, who as long as he, as long as they keep the Z Morning Zoo within the zoo, they'll be okay. You have... Maybe, um. Uh, yeah, Scott Shannon's fine as long as he wants to host the oldies is the oldies is gonna be fine. The Breakfast Club is still doing good. Yep. They're losing Angela Yee. Just gonna be Why
0: is she leaving?
2: She's gonna start they're launching a syndicated afternoon show with her. I think she's gonna like do like or middays. Like. Same network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So like the iHeart Network is launching Angela Yee doing like middays on her own. But like it's syndicated on the radio or just on, yeah No, on the, no, on the
0: fucking on on the black and white television. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> no, I couldn't think of a word, of, of a place.
2: It's on the radio. I mean, <laughs> iHeart, you know, iHeart's on the radio. On yeah, the it's radio. a radio. No, like all the, you could list channels. I don't have them in front of me, but of course you could list frequencies that she'll be heard on. Gotcha. You can just say,
0: why is she going to midday? I guess to do your own show. <laughs> it's a big jump. Like yeah, you don't. I, the I, know if it, show to I don't know. Show to do middays, move, but yeah. But one of those things is when you're on in middays. Are you on? In the mornings on the West Coast? Like, is there some kind of a trade-off no. you're getting? I don't think you'd be mornings on the West Coast. It's- oh, that's right. It's not like serious. It's yeah, a live everywhere. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, yeah, maybe they maybe they get along. Or she just wants to out on her own. Can I tell you something? There's no way they were getting along. They're a morning show. I've never known. I mean, you know. Yeah. We're all fine in here because we've been through it. But <laughs> I've yeah. never known a morning show that gets along. So I would say, although, you know who? I do know actually somehow gets along. Hot 97's morning show gets along. And I hope Hot 97. Who's arrive. on Hot 97? Ebro in the morning? It's like Ebro, uh Laura Styles, oh. Rosenberg. Okay. Those those guys, they all get along cuz I've seen them hang out and they're like actually like human beings that enjoy each other's company and I'm like this is a weird thing in radio. We it's, enjoy each other's company. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We- this show is
0: so easy, that as far as like just meaning like the mood coming in, so much easier. Yeah, to not have any, I never am stress coming in or let I right, see, like, it's so much fucking
2: easier. But that's because we've all done it, and I think all of us have the same thing. Like never again. And, and like, you it's also, never-
0: if there's, we all have moments in life, but then there's also a thing, and you go like, I don't want to be like that cunt. <laughs> I don't want to be like that cunt. Isn't it nice you, to
2: have
4: that? <laughs> yes.
0: Th- there are people who you meet in your life who are valuable to you in many ways. And one time, in some ways they can become valuable to you mm-hmm. is that you can go, I don't want to be like that cunt. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you think of someone specifically when you think about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's more than one Multiple. person in sure, life, yeah. like like for in different, um, different places I've been in life, in different jobs. Sure. There's different people where I'm like, oh, I've learned from watching that person that Eh, I don't want to wind up being that person at work.
2: Yeah, when you're close to it, you're like, how does that get ruined? And you're like, okay, there's a lot of ways.
0: And I understand after like how bands don't get back together, like how much you yep. dislike each other so much. Because everyone goes, just get back for the month. I get it. Yeah. I totally fucking get it. Yeah. Because bands will hate each other so much. I understand.
2: What's Booker doing?
0: Is Booker sticking around? Booker was like, there for a hot minute,
3: and then he was gone.
2: He's doing a podcast with Perez Hilton, I think. Is he? Booker is a survivor. I like Booker. He's a survivor. He was there for
0: a hot minute.
2: Yeah. This guy over here. What's he hanging out with? I, his teenage I daughter? I
0: just don't like it.
2: Who does he think he is? A TikToker? Oh. This asshole.
3: I think time will be kind to Booker.
2: It won't be kind to you. Not at all. <laughs> Making statements like that. A Am I right, right? Am I right, Troy?
3: Exactly. Do you <laughs> think that was right for
0: Travis to say that?
3: Troy, you know I'm hip. Come on, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, as a stretch, isn't it? Exactly. He's a nice guy. A broke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't like that. <laughs>
2: he didn't think about it.
0: Honestly, it was it terrible. was cool. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah.
3: Like, oh, that guy knows what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been there for a hot minute. Been, he was there for yeah,
3: he was there for a hot
0: minute. He was. They made a big deal about him
3: coming
1: back.
2: <laughs> right. And then, like two months later, he was then he was gone. gone. <laughs> Just to bring back uh, Crazy Cabby. <laughs> what, what happened to him? I don't know. Was that
0: What's the guy that, him? oh, no, who is the cabby, the courteous cabby? a was, was your guy. Yeah, 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 I met him <laughs> once. He was kind of fun. No, the, yeah, that was an actual cabby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: Crazy Cabby. Was I, mean, I remember him from K-Rock. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah K-Rock. <laughs> K-Rock. Playing all the music that no one listens to. Oh, here's the announcement that they're flipping to I mean, 10 I like 10... seven
0: minutes. Oh, can we hear a little... Let's hear the excitement. <laughs> I
2: guarantee there's some shit radio promotion around it. New York's new alternative to 92-3. 10 wins will be on 92-3.
0: Wow. Why the fuck would they play? They're just giving up.
3: Yes.
2: Alternative to what?
3: You know, everything else.
2: What yeah. does that mean?
3: Nah, popular music. <laughs> All right, it's looks. a hard genre.
2: Like, you can't...
3: Alt? Yeah, like, you can't program that.
2: Because... You yeah. know why? It became a hard genre in 1986. because first it was, like, alternative rock. It's the alternative to, like, hair metal. It's grunge. Then it became the most popular music genre, and it was no longer an alternative. So the fact that, you know, 30 years later, people are like, I like alternative. It's not an alternative. But, it's like, there's the- a
3: segment of, of their listeners... Who want to hear stuff from the 90s? That's it. But then there's also a segment of, of, of their listeners who are like, "Let can I hear something that wasn't 25 years ago? No,
2: just play the new oldies. There's a, just, That's it. Just be a new oldies station for people who don't realize that they are old. That's what, uh what is it? Q104
3: does. Perfect. Yeah. Are they still playing the same kind of music? Yeah, but now they also play, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And oh, yeah, yeah, Riley. because that's because 25, 30 years old. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
2: Is Jim Kerr still there? yeah what wow. a voice on that guy yeah he has a great voice what a voice on
0: that guy yeah I
3: mean a lot of people are still there
0: 104.3 yeah I'm glad that station didn't go away I'm glad that they just went fuck everybody Carol
3: Miller's <laughs> still there
0: really that's <laughs> awesome
3: <sounds> really old
0: <laughs> right? but they're just doing their thing and yeah, they're like yeah, go yeah. fuck yourself yep. this is what we do
3: it is a consistent station yeah Eddie they, Trunk
0: was on there for years I yep. think wasn't he
3: they, they should still put do on like Beatles breakfast with the Beatles on the Sundays and shit See
2: that like... should be for like it should be like CBS FM is for like the extreme oldies like 50s 60s oh, like the crazy oldies Q104 is like classic rock and then they could bring back K rock and be it's li- this is your mother's station 1010 no, wins No it's going to be 1010 it's all news it's, all the time Like just play the shit
3: It's going to be called 1010 wins on 923
0: of course, why wouldn't you louse it up with more of a name? What do you mean it's going to be called that? They're just going to play 10-10 no, 10-10 ten ten wins.
3: Ten
2: ten wins on ninety two. And why would you be like I tune? I, I dial ninety two three. Why is it called ten ten wins? It's ten ten wins on ninety
0: two three. Yeah, yeah. It's another great, great idea some asshole in a tie came up with, some fucking asshole, and then they went to the lawyers, They're like, oh, we'll check it, we'll check it, we'll check it.
2: I, I love that nobody saw this coming. They went out and they bought, they were just like, what if we just own dozens of radio stations, and it's like, well, you only one of them is worth anything. All right. Well, I guess it really
3: feels like a Nathan Fielder plan. <laughs> Simulcast a radio station the, on another radio. The station.
2: plan: buy fifteen radio stations <laughs> and air the successful one on all of them.
0: But this is what happens when you don't have the independent stations. Is like every if you had the independent stations, all kind of fighting it out, all trying to be different, all trying to now they don't have the same set of lawyers making decisions for forty stations. No, and that's plus, the problem.
2: Like ten ten wins, I'm sure, is still profitable. But oh, Alt yeah. 92.3. Oh, yeah, they're number one. Like, They'll apart.
0: always be profitable because they're doing live traffic, live. Yeah. It's but new. when the
2: same company owns all the stations, Alt 92.3 is just dragging those margins to the ground. Ooh. So they're like, well, what if we just take the profitable one and aired it on all the frequencies?
6: Oh.
3: you want to hear some of this? Yeah, you bet I hell do. Yeah.
6: You bet I do. Seven minutes, but. Just a minute. That is the post work they sigh. And, uh,. Now the moment you've been waiting for. Um, Do we know who this is? So uh, Brady? 92.3 FM, whether as the K-Rock was. or... You pause for, for a last, second? Of
2: course. He sounds defeated. Because yeah. Brady grew up... Here's the thing about radio. For some weirdos, this is still their dream. Oh. And they don't realize it's fucking over, dude. You've got to find a new dream even if it even if it just means like shifting over to digital or whatever getting on twitch whatever
0: anything more than this he's a
2: young dude oh, oh poor, poor fucking brady Poor that, brady sounds defeated because he thought this was that's why i started saying i'm the last professional broadcaster cuz there there's no more gigs and like i've listened
3: to alt 923 when he's on they give him more time to talk than other jocks like so he was in it oh
0: right? he, he was gonna he, he was, was like, making something out of it yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah.
3: he got actual talk breaks
0: god bless brady. how old is he? he looks like he's 15 yeah he looks really young i don't know poor brady is. you uh, can we hear that again i want to hear the moment you've been waiting for he just say uh, at least he sounds like he is honestly not happy about this it. this was his dream i know it's new york it doesn't get bigger than this
6: not at all whether as k-rock um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Now, the moment you've been waiting for. Oh. Um, so 92.3 FM, whether as K Rock or for the last five years as Alt 92.3, has been synonymous with the alternative rock format in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut for over 25 years at this point. Christ. Minus, you know, of course, the few years where this frequency played Pitbull and Rihanna every five minutes. That's, that's a whole other story, but um, this, this frequency, and alternative rock they just go together man always have and, and this frequency has uh, also been home to not just some of the greatest music of all time but to also some of the greatest radio by the way can you pause this ever... what you guys
0: can't see is we're watching it on video and what they're doing is they have like the little sound bars jumping up and down as he's talking yeah because you have to show movement you can't just have audio they don't do video this isn't their official whoever's YouTube doing YouTube. it it's just terrible it's just
2: terrible. I mean, if you are going to be on YouTube, why? Why not? Add-
0: uh, it's just come on, uh, fucking nineteen seventy. The the, the 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 jumping talk thing, so we can see that the guy's talking. The meters. Oh, I yeah. hate the meters. <laughs> What's wrong with the <laughs> meters?
3: Like they,
2: they suck. It's like when they do it. Whatever. <laughs> on YouTube, well, I mean, you could listen on SoundCloud if you don't want to see the meters.
0: But you don't need to be. You don't need to have it on YouTube. You just show a picture of the guy. I just don't like the the jumping thing to prove that something's moving. It's stupid. It's not necessary. It's
2: just a little added
0: element. I know, but it's shit. It's a shit element. It's like when they do the news story and they show the meters jumping. Uh, they show the red meters jumping um, when, uh, in a news story about radio. It's always terrible. It's fucking terrible.
2: This is how they do like podcast clips, too, when they don't video podcasts a lot of times.
0: That's exactly correct. And it also stinks when they do that.
3: You know, like the B-roll of like the old meters that would go from Oh, yeah, with the dial going. No, no yeah. I don't.
0: No, I don't. It's not Creative I at
3: thought all. it was cool because I was like, oh, it's radio.
2: Yeah. I think people stay engaged longer if there's something moving on yeah, the screen. Yeah, if their eyeballs have something to stimulate yeah. them. Yeah, I wouldn't call that stimulating. I I just find it irritating. I was
3: zoned out. I was watching that. I don't even know what he was saying. Me I was like, same. Oh, this is great.
2: Same. It was like a hot yoga class in here. <laughs> yeah, I was relaxing. Sure.
3: Should I continue? Oh
2: yeah, I'm gonna keep watching. By the way, the way that guy's talking.
0: I just put up his picture and play it. Into <laughs> that. But I mean, that's what you should do. Or just, or just give a video of the guy talking. I mean, there's, there's obviously, no video. Of course not, but they, that's, they should have video.
2: The way the guy is. And again, we hardly have video. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The way the guy is, is speaking though, it's like, you can tell that this was his dream. Like the way he's like building yeah. up the format, he grew up with it. He was gonna be the guy. Right to bring it out, like everybody thinks radio's dead, but that's just because they're not doing it right. They're not they they're not placing the value on it. This medium is still it can thrive again. And sorry, dude.
0: It's like trying to sell muskets. It's basically that. That it's it's gone. And it ain't coming back. There's never going to be a use for muskets again. And there's never going to be a use for this kind of talk radio again. No. It's been killed by podcasts and regular. Why would anyone tune into a radio station with 16 minutes of commercials when you could throw on any podcast and just listen with minimal commercials?
2: I mean, I could listen on YouTube. And not only do I get to listen, I see these cool meters. Yeah, yeah. At least we know when they're talking. (laughs) Because (laughs) these stupid things on the side of my head
0: don't work. (laughs) I always need to have an eye confirmation that I'm hearing sound. (laughs) I think it's for retention. Yeah, it's just silly.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, he's syndicated in like other alt markets.
0: Is he now, is he coming off the other ones or no? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, leave this up. It's just a guy.
2: I hope he it's stays. Brady. In, <laughs> I hope Brady stays in Detroit. God bless Brady.
6: Let's hear the rest of this. Brady's he's, a real one. He sounds defeated. We're getting in front of him, like From the K Rock days of Booker, Julie Slater, Kane, Cabby, Woody, Dead Air Dave, Oh shit! Be and Anthony, yeah. and of course Howard Stern, and most recently home to Kane and Corey, Christine, Kevin Kenny, Bryce Siegel, Omar seas. Torres, Lars, CP, Elliot in the morning. I'm Lars. Brad, and then well, there's me, Brady, or Brad with a Y. Somehow my mediocrity and humor was fortunate to get lumped into these group of names. Um, 92.3 over the past 25 years has also been home to some of the greatest live events put on by a radio station. From countless 92 free shows to dysfunctional family picnics to more recently Not So Silent Night and Summer Open. 92.3 has been more than just a radio station. It's been a community. (laughs) It's been a culture. It's been there when you needed it. Uh, It's been a way of life. Sounds like my fleshlight. <laughs> it's a
0: community. I know. It's there when I need it. Yeah, all he forgot to mention was a drinking apparatus
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Big gulp. <laughs> It had ch- this channel hasn't been good in 20 years. It's oh, it's, it like, it's Come 10, on. Right. It's like, don't years. shit on Brady's dreams. not, not Brady's dreams. We, we were on it in yeah, 20 yeah. years. Okay, so when did Opie and Anthony leave? That was it. That was really it. That was it. Yeah, we... I mean, and also, look- ratings were not great when we were on No. It. Oh, okay. Well, Baby <laughs>
0: Bird was a great <laughs> moment. Fun, Culture. Rock Scream Oops, Tuesday. When you
2: needed it. What? <laughs> what?
0: Faraway Away. <laughs> Call <Football laughs> Friday was fun.
2: What?
3: Cat Noise Wednesday?
2: What? What? <laughs> 2005, when when Howard left, that was it. That was right. The, you were that was the death of this channel.
3: Sammy ate steak on K Rock.
2: Now Troy's bringing up a lot of good, no, a lot mean, of salient <laughs> points. Oh, yeah, no. I thought that
3: was I thought that was here. No, that no was, it
2: was oh, on K okay. Rock, but you're still. But it was still on XM, right? It was Simon yes. on XM. Yeah, so yeah,
0: that was uh, the, the XM fans were never. They didn't love those first three
2: hours. No, yeah, the XM always, fans were left going, "Hey, what the f, man?" Yeah. Holy S. Yes. <laughs> this is BS, bro. But well, let's be honest. When Howard left, that channel died.
3: Yeah, but there were some good morning shows after that.
2: When no. Howard left that no, show,
0: no, no. realized no, no, that had weren't. I so. <laughs> no. <laughs> when Howard left this, this station, realized it had cancer and it began to slowly die. Yes, yes.
2: We accelerated it.
0: <laughs> I don't blame O and A though. I mean, I, I, cause again, no, I, remer- I remember the fucking the meetings and the complaint. They did try to blame me because the ratings weren't up to par, and then of course that was realized
2: to not be the issue. Was that proven mm-hmm. to be a falsity? It was. Yeah, I see. Experi- experiments were done and results <laughs> results yielded. Yes.
0: And the person who who actually made the accusation said he was uh, sorry that he said that. That's nice. So I said thank you I always liked him.
2: Was it the first guy? No. Yeah, you know
0: who it is. I'll tell you off air. Okay. I, you know.
2: okay. Yeah, because we also went through a few managers over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
3: Had some great times over there
2: but the good ONA messing with Steve's computer Oh, the that good wasn't ONA. a show that was just us yeah, that was just uh, behind the scenes well, I mean I'm not saying it wasn't fun but like yeah, yeah I would say that the good ONA happened when you left that channel
3: going to the stairwell with Bob Kelly to smoke cigarettes
2: there's a commercial break
3: yeah great shit great memories great memories
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, I think Troy's bringing up a lot of good points. <laughs> oh, you can agree to disagree. Well, to yeah. feel good for Howard. I Rose mean, he literally glasses. killed that station. I bet Howard. I bet Howard throws a party this he, weekend. He probably, he's not out of his house, but I bet he's gonna throw. A, <laughs> he's not gonna invite anybody, yeah. but I bet he throws We're a party. We're gonna this watch them on the
0: lawn have a party.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But
0: he probably f- celebrates it. But you be realistic. It's not just that. It's literally the podcast. He murdered it. It's it was satellite really hurt it. And then podcasting just absolutely put the final nail in the coffin, and by the way, podcasting even hurts satellite. So
2: But they did not figure out a way to create compelling content. No, literally no. from the time he left. No, they never figured it out.: They
0: did nothing for I mean, a few
2: good years. Nope.
0: 2003 <laughs> is what really began the end, which, which was when the fines went tenfold. That really fucked regular radio, cause he, that was only Howard like had a year and a half left or two years at that point, but that was when the fines got to be so much no one was willing to take any chances, cause instead of 35 grand it was 350 grand per fence. That was when it really began to get terrible.
2: But they were also behind the eight ball, like one of the reasons why, uh, the breakfast club was a new morning show that was able to succeed as well as it did is because they built their internet presence immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, their their I interviews did. went viral on the internet. And they
0: videoed all of it. Yeah, they're very Every, smart.
2: Yeah, and so it was like that became the thing, and all these other morning shows still, a lot of radio shows still now, have no, even as podcasts have presence on YouTube, they're just like, mm-mm, audio is the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, again, it's allowing these fucking pussy lawyers to
2: go, oh, don't give away the content.
0: These dopes. And that's what happened. I'm glad it happened.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I remember sitting with them and just listening to them and just just hating them then, and I hate them now.
2: Why would we put it on video? They they won't tune into the frequency. They're gonna, this, this, you can't say that. We're not pornographers. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know where you think you are, but... We are not pornographers. I'll never forget one of the lawyers saying, We're not pornographers. <laughs> oh, that's my confusion. Over, I apologize. Over, over
0: website links. I mean, uh, I three clicks, mean, right? Un- it has to be three yep, clicks. Three, yep. clicks, three clicks, clicks away. Just fucking shut the fuck up. You're selling beer, you idiot. <laughs> People drink it, they punch their wife in the face. Shut your fucking mouth.
2: <laughs> Let's go back to Brady. Yeah. Are you sure? Poor, <laughs> poor Brady. I love Brady. I don't
0: know him, but. He's I, a real one. I feel he looks for him. Like a real one.
2: He That's, is definitely a real one. He was here for a hot minute. Oh, uh, Travis. Yeah. See,
0: Jim sounds cool.
3: Sure. I didn't even notice. Thank
2: you. He's trying to bring radio back, he's throwing yeah. up the deuces. You know, photos
3: in other radio stations. He's uh, the man. Look at him.
2: Let's hear know. as he actually makes the announcement
0: because he hasn't told us yet what's happening.
2: No. Poor kid. He's probably got a ra- – he's definitely got a radio tattoo, by the way, whether it's like some kind of microphone or sound waves or something. Maybe both. He yeah. definitely – yeah, he's like one of – he's like got one of those stupid D-bag tattoos <laughs> with sound waves coming out of a microphone because he happen? worked in – talking about working in radio for a hot minute. He was here for half a cup of coffee and decided to <laughs> disgrace his body. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> needs to be cremated now. True passion. is <laughs> radio. I want to let everybody know. <laughs> the worst day two I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah.
6: Hell, it's been a way of life and a part of daily routines for so many, including you. And.
2: Talking to the audience.
6: It yeah.
2: is. Uh, <sighs> Ooh. Here we go. He's breaking. Electric Boogaloo
6: It is uh, oh. Is he going to cry? It is really painful to say this He's
3: crying This reminds
2: um, me of someone <sighs> Please let us be a bit Please. A
6: decision was made At the corporate level of this company Odyssey Oh it wasn't Brady's choice <laughs> And effective October 27th Alt 92.3 And alternative rock radio In New York City <gasps> Will come to an end in its place, 1010 wins. The 24-hour all-news station will move to 92.3 and take over this frequency.
2: His voice is quivering. Um,
6: the alternative format oh, will
2: Robin still be quivering. available
6: um, via the Odyssey app and on our HD2 feed uh, if you have an HD radio in your car.
2: Oh, perfect. Which that should have uh, uh, So I'm so, so so set. That, but, I, I got my uh, HD radio too,
6: um But we'll, we'll have more details on that in the coming days and weeks once they... Get that all sorted out and figured out, but yeah, man, that's the news. Alt 923 two three and alternative rock radio in New York City is coming to a close. It'll come back October twenty
3: seventh. So, of course,
6: I, uh, <laughs> I found out Friday when I walked in here. They, uh, they pulled us into an office yeah. and, like ten ten wins does, gave us the news. So this is uh, this is obviously very heartbreaking for all of us here, um, and and maybe to you as well. Um, for me personally. I, uh, I signed on this radio station in January of 2021, almost two years ago. After four years at Z100, and um, uh, being here, a bad move. I I finally <laughs> felt like I fit in somewhere. <laughs> They're not flipping. Both no. in bad, my bad professional move. life and my personal life. What the fuck? I am. Uh, Is that real?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I did my best every day. Brady loves to, radio too. Yep.
2: Imagine being that in love with Put on a show that. He, I told you got a tattoo. You laugh I'm telling
6: you he's got a tattoo. Between it. the songs. You know, smirk. Probably even made you roll your, roll your eyes a lot. And I'm sure some of you can't stand me or my humor or what I did on the air. And, and, and that's obviously okay <laughs> yes. with me. I get it. Ultimately, I, um, I'm very proud of the work I did here. And I am <laughs> what was that? so grateful that the powers that be here gave me this dumbass kid from detroit Uh, his dream uh, to be on the radio in new york city and to be playing alternative rock today freaking i consider
2: myself
6: (laughs) i'll um yeah i'll be forever thankful for this opportunity oh brady and of course the opportunity to um connect with you every day come on Wish whether on, it's wish management phones, phones, text text cancer test cancer on management you the only way you can media. save this yeah I honestly mean this when I say you made it worth it oh God. you made all the bullcrap and and oh, pointless meetings yeah, and blah,
0: blah, holy ass. bad days
6: totally worth it oh, you made them better so thank you too bad news. a thousand times thank you <laughs> for for lending your ears too bad for lending and your ears also helping oh. me and Lend me, live our you. Lend me your ears You're um, the piano man Live our dreams Countrymen Lend me your ears So as for Thank you. So as for the next few weeks Poor Brady lent his up, rear And management stuck A giant dick in it <laughs> Let's just continue Doing assholes. what we've always done Alright That's what we're gonna do We're gonna play some We're gonna play some Damn good music Oh Brady With some crap songs In between there's always that. Damn and crap. We're going to give away yeah. some concert tickets. To what? And man, we are going to celebrate alternative rock radio oh. in New York City. Oh, brave. All right? Now So to kick off these next few weeks, this next song seems fitting. It's All Naughty 2-3 for now. Exactly.
2: I bet you he thought he was the savior
6: of alt rock. He radio. definitely did.
2: A hundred percent. In his mind, he's like, "I'm the one. I'm the next guy to do this." He, b- he believes in himself. People think this is dead format. But you're,
0: you're basically announcing the end of being num- on, in New York is the dream, and you're announcing the end of it. It's depressing for this guy.
2: Yeah, but and and he wants to, and, and he wants to be in rock radio. Yes. He doesn't just want to be in radio. He wants to be, right. he wants to be a rock radio guy, like he grew up. Listening to, which
0: is why a podcast would be hard because there aren't any real rock radio podcasts
2: because you can't play the music. No, and who wants to hear like a guy talking about like no. you know it's a good rock song? You know yes, you, do? you go to Orlando. This rock radio is alive and well. He
0: might get a job somewhere else. Coming out of New York, you might get a gig if you're coming off K Rock.
2: Regular radio is thriving in Orlando. Yeah, cha. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I love, I love. Driving around, and you could you could spin the dial oh, and get another yeah. station. They love it. We gotta take a break. I'm stuck in traffic. There, listening to like late night right wing conservative <laughs> radio. Yeah. People get I'm pissed. pissed too. They're pissed. Oh, yeah. yeah, we do. We- God bless Brady. Yes.
0: Uh, good job. Not your fault.
2: He didn't have to cry.
0: I (laughs) said. Daddy has to tinkle. We have our first guest.
2: Yeah, we got a busy show today, so stick around. We'll be right back. Or don't. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: does that mean that we're on the air?
2: Are we on Hope so. We are back with Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind.
0: Who's singing this? Uh,
2: uh, uh, now what the hell are you it's Jay Z. Jay Z and Lincoln Park. No so uh, sure. This exposed this exposed Jay Z to a very wide audience. Sure, wide. <clears throat> yeah, not white. <laughs> 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 Very good. Yeah. Yeah. that's good. Yeah, a whole new... Like, all the people that were, like, uh, you know, just in principle were like, no, man, I don't listen to rap music. Once he did this thing with Linkin Park, they were like, but that's all right. It's like Walk This Way. Yeah. When they mashed it up. They mashed it up. Remember they
0: burst through the wall.
2: Yeah. You're like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is wild. And then I realized recently, Mm -hmm. I hate that song.
2: Walk This Way. Both versions? Like the original I and like the I like run
0: DMC MC more than Aerosmith. But yeah, I do not like either version. Wow. Why not? a in the middle. Cut in the middle. I just can't. That's terrible. But I love those guys. I always
2: thought it was a good song. I just don't
0: like that song. Hey, Rob.
2: Rob Schneider's coming in. Nice to see you. Joining us. We were, do you like the song Walk This Way? Because Jim has just decided he does not like
5: the song Walk This Way. I realize that's Which I'm, one? You mean the original one or either one? Either way? one. Either version. <laughs> I just <laughs> realized I, I hate them both. One. I
0: just realized oh, really? that Come I don't on. like them. It was them. such
5: a monumental time in pop culture, supposedly.
0: Yeah. yeah I, 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 <laughs> it was a nice little crossover, I guess. I just. just
5: yeah. The wall breaking didn't do anything.
0: Dude, <laughs> it. I, just just I was just talking about how much I despise that. But at the time, <laughs> I kind of thought it was cool.
5: Yeah, there was something to it. There was something magical. Plus, you know, you didn't think these guys. One guy's wearing a you know a, a tight Elvisy kind of thing with sequins. Mm-hmm. The other guy's like he looks like he came out of Jersey, <laughs> you know, off the train station. I love that. Uh you take something like
2: that that at the time was like this big cultural like and it, oh and you hate it and, you and hate now it. Yeah. it's just like trivializing oh the wall was cute
5: yeah <laughs> no but you have to you have to admit that that had a big cultural impact oh absolutely just, yeah it was fun also you know. <sighs>
0: You I see the brothers the and the
5: whites getting along like that. It really it was did. a good
0: message for the kids back then and the MTVs. It did teach me that all things are possible. Uh, I mean, <laughs> gave me hope. I you was saw really
5: the older generation of the white performers <laughs> and then the young, aggressive, aggressive black uh, entertainers. You see them getting along and it was I don't know,
0: very, very bad. encouraging. I was reading about your uh, these. You, how long did you stop stand up for? Cause I'm always fascinated. <laughs> like if someone stops and then restarts.
5: Well, I, it's just you know, I didn't want to because you know I remember going you know when I was making movies and then Jay was like, know yeah, well, what, you don't do stand up anymore? He's, you make like you know you make like a hundred grand. I'm going to have to get them getting a right the plane. I'm going to make it, man. Why didn't you do stand up? And I said I just like I said, Jay, you know I just I respect the art form too much to just just go out there and do like a celebrity victory lap. Yeah. You know, you go, let me tell you another story, guys. <laughs> you know, one time I did this one, and then I met this famous person. I'll tell you another. And the people I was like, uh, no, you have to hit it. You know, you know. You yep. have to. It takes years. And then, and it took me years of doing when I jumped back in it, you know. And it's been like 13 years, and I feel like I... No, I figured it out completely. I got down every time, murder every every time, everywhere I go, and I just got yeah. Nah. No, it, it really is. It's a you know I love the art form. I respect it, and it's truly like these days, it may you know it, the audience is really needing it. It seems like they're coming for some sort of you know when you like I didn't realize I saw Dave Chappelle like five six years ago, and I went like oh my god, they're like they're looking to him like he's some sort of soothsayer. Yeah. You know, to make sense of the world for me, it's all falling apart. Do you get that? Uh, do you get that too, huh? I,
0: I find that uh, if you don't make sense of the world for them exactly as they think they see the world, they hate your fucking guts and they want your life ruined.
5: <laughs> they want There's you to, that con- too. They want you. To I confirm- wasn't going to go there, but you did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they want you to confirm their views of the world. Yeah, but yeah a guy I guess like Dave so. is, a, I guess, above that. Like they, they, it was like when you would see Carlin. You're going for what you know is his view,
5: and whether, yeah. and I think Chappelle has that same effect. I think so, and I also think he delivers more than not. Yep. So that's pretty good because there was a high bar, you know. I went and saw him after because, you know, he was uh, on stage and you know, he was, you know, he did like two hours and, you know, he was also taking, in, imbibing, as I guess sure. you could say. And I went like, wow, I mean, I didn't know you could do that. And he was like, well, this is my day off. It's Wednesday. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't. So it just changed my thinking about how to perform. Yeah. So how
2: long were you out for? Like, how long did you take off stand-up?
5: God, I want to say, um, uh, two decades, maybe. Really? Making making money, driving around the world, making movies. I don't regret it. Yeah. Did you miss it when you took off? I missed the, like, I would see Chris Rock do something, and I go, oh, man. I don't know. If, I mean, I I'm gonna have to spend years to get close right. to that. You know, I did. I mean, I missed that that immediacy of it, but I also knew what it would take. I mean, I ran into uh, Eddie Murphy in Hawaii. I was because Sandler and I when we were doing tour about oh, five years ago or something. It was like me and Spade and him. You know, <laughs> one of those things. And then Eddie was at the pool, and I said, "I heard because I had heard. You know, I heard you're you're gonna get back in this." And he said, uh, and he just looked at me and went like. I said, I said you could be the greatest at it, you know, and he said, and he didn't deny that, but he was like, I don't care how great you are, you're going to have to spend a year in the clubs, and he just looked at me like, I ain't doing that, Yeah, <laughs> but you're going to have to, Yeah, you know. Didn't I
0: mean, Netflix offer him, like, I, think, I thought the pandemic screwed up him doing stand-up again.
5: He had a deal to do, like, when the Dolomite 90, movie came out, yeah, it was like. like, like... 70 million, something from crazy, it was just like, you know, ungodly amounts of money, but like. Good shot, by the yes, way. Yes, nice. No, but um, yeah, and I so I thought he was going to do it because at a certain point, you know, they offer you so much money. That's just how our wonderful culture works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing this ever again how much alright well I guess I'm doing this <laughs> yeah. again I'll bomb for a year for so <laughs> sure you so, do it <laughs> what was the list of
4: clubs exactly that I needed to go
5: for the year it'd
4: be fun
0: to watch him do it because he was such a great comic and we all know he took 30 years off so it, just to watch that mind kind of work back into would yeah, be
5: great but the, the the ego part is like hard yep. you know it's like you know when like because you get two minutes you know you're up there and the, the legend that you have uh, Jim Norton he goes up people are like, <laughs> but after two minutes the reality sets in for the audience too yes you know that's what seinfeld said you get like you get two minutes maybe three times <laughs> yeah and then you gotta say so you gotta be funny for real you gotta really we gotta deliver the
0: gun. yeah and uh, then they realize, wow, is this guy uh, just the name that I like, or is he funny? And they, <laughs> yeah. they I've seen them turn. I, that's why I love Damon. Damon Waynes would go on and didn't give a fuck. He would go on at one in the morning, do an hour, bomb for forty minutes, just working on material. I fucking yeah. love that he did I could that.
5: Never, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I've gotten to a place now of more confidence, but I don't know if I'll ever get to that. Yeah, where you just and, and Damon holds the stage too. Yes, he does. He's just a tr- just a tremendous talent. Yeah. Where he just like wow, that co- otherworldly. Confidence you know yeah you get like, oh my god that's not, that's not, that's never gonna happen for me do you like
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm just ashamed too yeah. much <laughs> do yeah. you like watching other people bomb do you get a satisfaction out of that like not in a mean way but in like a, oh this is so, like the cringe is making me laugh or do you not like that awkward feeling there's this,
5: there's a really interesting term uh in Broadway because we're you know I was on walking around Broadway let's say it's called uh, it, it's a ghoul hmm. So it's like the ghoulish ones when there's a bad review and then they go out and then they want to see that bad review of like the worst musical of the decade. <laughs> yeah. And they rush to get out there. I was never like I mean, I because I, I, I do feel the pain of it. You know, I mean, I will say the one thing when I when I remember, you know, starting stand up was people who were confident that shouldn't be. Because <laughs> yeah. if I was bombing, I would crumble right in front of the audience. And I remember, like, I described this before, but, like, when you're bombing on stage, it, the, the physical manifestation of it is like your ears melting off your face. And I remember the guy, I got to remember this so I don't let this get to me like this again. Yeah. because But it, it's important to have that because you have to have, – there's that, you know, it's it's lunacy to try to make a living at this, you know, and it became – I think, like, in the 80s, you know, like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld against... You know, in 1975, there were 40 comedians, and eight of them were good. Yeah. In 1985, there were 4,000 comedians, and eight of them were good. <laughs> so I, I do think it did become, like, a veritable trade for people. Yeah. But I think for the ones who really respected the art form and, had a, uh, you know, and, uh, at least, you know, dipped their toe in the history of it... I think that, you know, you, you respected the attempt to want to do it. So, I mean, I, I don't uh, – but I will see some people, you know, like, I mean, I will say that I did enjoy one time David Brenner at the, <laughs> at the Catch a Rising Star when I first, you know, moved to New York. And it was like 19 – late 80s or something. And uh, he did this thing, which is a very egotistical thing. So, therefore, you can kind of root for the guy to not – do well yeah. yeah it was where he would come out i don't know if you were around at that time but the early I started 90s in 90, yeah okay so he would not have the uh mc introduce him he would just the yeah. mc would walk up stage and all of a sudden he would just slowly ooh, make david brenner would slowly make his way to the stage so the audience would be uncomfortably <laughs> have Uh-oh. to start clapping you know it was an uncomfortable moment yeah. that they would fill with their own you know well okay he must be and so then he would do a few minutes and he said he got up on stage, it's like, and before he even told a joke or anything, he went into this. Um, this Monday night, I will be making my hundred and forty-fifth appearance on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And when I do it, it's not just me up there; it's us. Ugh. And he had a mic, mic, a tape recorder, you know, like, it's I. <laughs> the stuff we talk about tonight will be what we will, what I will do. And the, on the, with Johnny. Is there any questions? Well, one college kid raised his hand. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, now that. That's beautiful. I mean, that isn't the beautiful. It's beautiful because you <laughs> asked for it. You're asking for it. Yeah, that's the difference, you know. I'm not rooting for you to fail. You, you set yourself up. Bro. Yeah. And I, but it was, the most beautiful thing was, was the moment of, of, of panic in his eyes, because it was that, the little glimmer. Like, and, and then he like laughed it off like, this guy's clearly joking. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> knows who I am. It was also, so it was like a wonderful, um, observation of, 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 uh, you know, narcissistic, whatever. But him, he was shaken for like a brief second. His eye flitter and then, <laughs> eye fluttered. And then he's like, <laughs> he's clearly joking.
2: I love that you, but, but, but you and other comics will see that little physical cue. Like <laughs> there it is. I know I saw I got to you. I yeah. saw it. I saw, you yeah, the, I, yeah, you yeah. know what that
0: That's the first moment He went Oh I've gotten older <laughs> Like that's yeah, the first yeah, moment yeah. He realized There's a generation coming up That has no idea What yeah. I've done It's the first
5: moment He saw the end of the line You know that's interesting Because like I remember, like I was, uh, you know, I my agent was uh, like didn't give two shits and just started booking me in these different shows that I had no right, you know. I don't know why. I was in some college, the last college I ever did, and it was with um, this is about the time when I started getting back. And it was with me and Stevo, and oh. you know, but what what a great combination, you know. <laughs> and he said most of his act was putting his his dick between his legs, you know, like you know, and I was standing behind stage not getting the best view. <laughs> and I remember there was one of the girls who booked the show. Something and she—it uh, was the first time I'd met, and I, I kind of always in the back of my mind was thinking, "What you were saying, you know, is—is is that the memory gone or whatever?" And it was the first person I'd ever met who didn't know who the Beatles were. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, college student. Jesus. Wow. That's crazy.
0: Like, I mean, I know and who it, Hitler was, and I wasn't alive. Well, you're a great admirer. You've well, he's, he's, I like his outfits.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Some of his early works.
0: <laughs> he had a better sense of humor than he got credit for. Painting, you know, you gotta, the you gotta, painting. You have yeah. to understand.
5: You got to go to the highway system. I mean, the, really, the freeways was good. And, and the people mover, the Volkswagen. <laughs> you have to, I mean, seriously, that, that stand at the, the test of time.
2: But I if, do like, though, that you go, but that was your last time at a college. You were like, you know what? This is telling me something. No, they go where my audience I was. don't
5: need the money this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need the money, but not this way. How was the show?
0: Did it, was the crowd good, or was it like, oh, this is different? than It, it wasn't. Used to it be.
5: wasn't as bad. This is like, I, I guess, with 2014, Steve. I know he's doing very good, and he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, great yeah, yeah we love him. Um, but at that time, he was just dipping his toe into the thing and and figuring it out. And he's since turned it into something good. But uh, but I, I the audience hadn't quite turned. But it was also one of those places. Where like, you know, Dick Cheney would send his kids to school like in Bakersfield, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the middle of nowhere so maybe that they wouldn't get uh captured by the ideology <laughs> of like these leftist universities. Which now I agree with. I thought, nah, what are you talking about? But now I was like, you know Now there's at Berkeley there's like a no Jew sign, you know, it's like what well, you know It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there's no no white people alive so it's to so, Safe so, zones. So the end of uh you know of uh, of uh I guess the era was going to be back to segregation. <laughs> it's a cycle, right? It's yeah. a circle. It's a wheel. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Please sit over there, not there. <laughs>
2: That's yep. no Jews over there. Have you always been like? Because I've, I've, have you always been into kind of politics and 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 what goes on in the world? Because I, I feel uh, like you know, I don't know. Earlier, Rob Schneider was not no. known for that. Nowadays, I was just
5: into getting laid and having fun <laughs> and making a lot of money and thinking it was never going to end. I, 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 end? I admit it. Well, it slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As things tend to do. No, but I, I do think there's a certain point where you get slapped in the face with reality and go, is this really what's happening? I see. And then uh, I think it's good though, and I, I do think it's, um, you know. The the best description I could describe of it is this wonderful guy that I met called Dr. M. Scott Peck. He's passed away now. But I went to go three of his lectures, and he said one thing that just kind of stung me forever. He said, This world seems deviously designed with our own personal growth in mind. Everything is supposed to challenge you this lifetime is going to do it whether you want it to or not. So you can't avoid it. It's going to be in your face. You may not deal with it, but until you deal with it, it's going to keep coming up there. And deal. Mm-hmm. So I do in that sense. And I also feel like, um, you know, I don't feel like a responsibility. The audience doesn't need to know anything. No one's going to care what I say or think. But I do think, you know, comedy has that, you know, that potential to, um, to subvert people to your particular point of view. And if you do find something offensively, Uh, ignorant or something, I think it's good to do that, you know? And I I think it's also part of my upbringing, because my mother... Was was Filipino? Didn't really understand the jokes, and didn't grow up in this culture. She's a war survivor, you know. So, as a child in the Philippines, so I, you know, I felt like on that side of the Asian side, and that my dad was Jewish, and always thinking that the Nazis were going to make a comeback. You know, when they come back, they're not going to take us all. So we got that gun, and we're all going to run for them, and one of them's going to get the gun. They won't get. It. I know, so it it's that kind of lunacy, yeah. You know, <laughs> so in that way, I felt like I was a little bit of an outsider, never really fit in, which is perfect for comedy i think
2: yeah yeah and, and doing characters and stuff like that but yeah when you were i would also imagine too that if you had been doing stand-up while you were doing the movies it would have been very difficult because you became like like a catchphrase king like most people don't have one <laughs> yeah. right and you would have multiple like i feel like like just as People stopped
5: shouting, making copies to you.
2: <laughs> just as that started to die down, they started shouting, "You can do it!" Well, and know, it was a- like
5: Adam just did it as a joke to so have something else that people could yell at me. I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> it's really true. He Is called, that true? Because he said, "Come on, do this," and and um, you know, Tim Hurley—he's the one who came up with the the idea of it. And it was just, like, "If you can do it, because you they... can, because there are ways you can, just because it's just one line. But if you do it enough times in different ways, it gets funny." He's like. I, I just you know when you're acting or doing something it's the stuff the crazy stuff that's not on the page you're putting in your head I did one episode of Seinfeld they were nice they called me a couple times to do episodes back in the, and I was always doing something I was in Europe doing a movie and I came back and then did an episode I said I want to do it because about that time it was a hit and it was really funny because mm-hmm. they had time to develop at that show so like they did like one episode the pilot and then they got a three pick up and then I think the third it was like a six the, the no, Nobody gets at that time in the 90s. A, a 6 pickup, you get 13 for like a half a season or a second sport or whatever, so. And so they had like 3 years to figure out their shit. By the 4th year, they got good, cause yeah. most hit television, you know, like in stand-up, you don't have, it takes years to figure, it, to start to figure it out and there's not that patience that the yeah. networks have in such big business. So anyway, so I'm on the set and I'm doing it and I'm just I'm gonna hang out you know it's one of the things I've been curious that's one thing that's helped me in my career I'll just stick around you know when we when were shooting Home Alone 2 it's, let me just see what the other Tim Curry's gonna do in this scene and you learn stuff you know and so I was, well, I, was I saw um, Michael Richards and Jerry doing rehearsing and and just Michael's doing all these he's he's you know you know he's behind jerry he's maneuvered himself in the kitchen area and he's waving his arms around and doing these motions you don't know what was happening and uh it was but it was making the scene more interesting and he was kind of nervous or whatever and then i was just uh and i went up to him and said michael what were, what were you doing in that scene I said, Well, in my head I had just farted and I was waffing it away from Jerry. <laughs> so it's the, the crazy little stuff you put in your head. So when you're like so when those lines are like, you can do it you know, you put and then you can do you just yeah. make it silly and there's a thing where it's not funny anymore. You know, you know, it's, yeah, the it's not funny coaster, anymore. Yeah. And then, then it gets funny again, yes. and then it's like and then you give into it. You know, and if you're silly or if you're baked or if you're, you know, in that goofy mood, it could be really funny. And that's when, like, you know, Sandler and I would giggle and, like, laugh until we, we couldn't breathe. And that's just a, a good place to kind of get to. So, you know, and so people remember that. And then when they see things as as younger people, they... You know, kids are open to it. Like, you know, when you first heard like a Steve Martin album. Sure. And you're just like, this is humble. This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You know, so you get into that wave of that 13, 14 year old where they're, the judgmentalness isn't, they're just into the excitement of it. So yeah. that, that's been fun. Yeah. You
2: know? Was there, do you feel like, that one did replace the making copies thing like do you feel like you were like I can't go anywhere without making copies <laughs> i well, had no idea just, how much bigger it, it could get it just
5: you know it, it was a, it's a rhythm on a rhythm on a rhythm and it's got to have some musicality to it but i did feel like um you know I was just happy there were you know people recognized at all mm-hmm. but like when it's a very weird thing when because that show at that time at the millions it was before the internet whatever so the audience was really had a good size it wasn't like as big as prime time but um, I remember going buying some milk before I realized that I was uh, uh intolerant to it yep. I was just <laughs> I was <laughs> like I'm 31st you know and you're hung over from the party of SNL and I'm going by buy milk and I heard somebody doing the bit you know and then when the Making Copies guy bit, and they didn't know I was there. And i was like, man. And then I went somewhere else, and I heard somebody do it. And I said, man, this is, yeah." it's like, I was wow. like, like, nobody. So I said, like, this, this really did work. Yeah. How
2: good does it feel when you're on SNL and you realize, like, I got a hit?
5: Yeah, it's amazing because like you do because you see the guys that are on there. It's like that guy's making movies from doing the same thing I'm doing. How do I get to be making? You know, because it's just it's just the ladder. You think if I get to here, right. you know, Then I get to, and then I get to this place, and then I got make a movie. Then I get SNL, then I get and make a movie. You know, it's just it's you know, and then you realize it's a, none of it really matters. Did but, you ever pitch a making copies guy movie? <laughs> they pitched it to me. Did they? And I said no. Out of out of. Uh, I don't know why out of some stupid ethics of something I should have done it, but I said, Dude, I said I don't have a, I can't come up with a, it's hard to come up with an ending in three minutes. I mean ninety minutes is going to be torture for people,
2: right? Yeah, you know, this so. thing doesn't go anywhere within three minutes. Yeah, three, three like. minutes it's just, it's a
5: rhythm on a rhythm and it's it's like a song. It's like a Beatles song. Two minutes and thirty seven seconds is enough. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, but but yeah, I mean, luckily you get you offered stuff, in film. but you, you get offered stuff, and then you know, first of all, you want to get offered stuff. That was the whole point, mm-hmm. you know some gap in my, you know, uh, from whatever acceptance I didn't get from mommy pushed us yeah. into this business, you know. Um, so when you do get offered stuff, it's like, you know, and that's like the great Jackie Gleason story of the 1960s. He was like, Jackie, you could make this funny. And he, yeah, maybe I can. And the next thing you know, you're making this piece of shit. And, <laughs> and, and he, he went on and apologized. And the same thing with like Peter Sellers, maybe the funniest movie actor of all time. And, uh, he would do movies like The Bobo, where he played like a Matador. And it was like the studio was like, no, you're funny, you got the thing, you're a Matador, and there's, you're blue. Yeah, yeah right. you'll make you, it funny. You can do you this. Can do this. You, yeah. you got this. And, like, they offered me to redo, like, uh, The Party. I remember, like you know, when I was just, you know, when I had, you know, if you have one hit, that that the, uh, you know, anybody can have one hit, but you have two in a row, mm-hmm. boy, yeah, this guy must know something, you know. And so you get to offer this stuff. Jerry Lewis wanted me to redo Cinderella, and then I got. And offered. when was this? When did you really like? What uh, were the two this, hits? That... It was uh, uh Deuce Bigelow. It was the Animal and Deuce Bigelow, and that was it. You know, Andor and then Honor. it was then yeah. then I got offered all these things, and then and then it was some some movies that didn't perform as well. That I started, you know, but it was um but better movies because like, I got. I did the hot chick was better, but I released it against this, and ah, let's release it at Christmas against Sandra Bullock and but uh and Star Trek mistake.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, you don't know no,
5: it's at that point, but it was the best thing that could have happened to me too. You know. But by the way, the hot chick, it's fantastic.
2: That movie is great. Oh, I love that. You. movie. That,
5: that does hold up, and it because I think the craft. I finally learned. The craft a bit more because you don't know. I didn't know how to make a movie. I didn't even know what was that. Because Adam Sandler said, "You know, make a movie, I'll produce it. Make it. You know, make come up with some funny." I said, "I don't know how to what." He said, "Just come up." with it. You know, he's that kind of relationship. You know, come up with the easy figure. You got it. Just yeah. come on. Man. You know, I said, "All right." You know. when, so, so when did you know it was your time? Sorry. When did you know it was your time to leave SNL? Did they ask you to leave, or did you go? You know what? I'm sick of this. I just think you know it. There does feel like it's a time to get out you know I do feel like there's a time where you overstay your welcome and I did feel like it kind of changing and it was time to go and I I did uh, you know and it was it was funny because you know um, Phil Hartman they put a big uh, you know thing for him to, to leave and it was, And I know I was leaving at the time but I said I don't want to do that you know I don't want to say I'm leaving you know I just said I'll just leave as soon as the show's done I'll just say okay I quit you know I and said. I did yeah Wow. but it was good but I, you, you kind of realize it. and then luckily you know Stallone Sylvester Stallone had just I did one little bit part in a movie with him and Sandra Bullock Demolition Man and he called me I'm like, listen Joe Pesci said no so you're it you want to do this thing he wants $5 million. I'm not going to fucking pay Joe Pesci $5 million. This is fucking crazy. I said, I'll get you to do it. And so then I did that movie. So it was a nice transition. <laughs> also let you know, you're not making $5 million. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, no, I,
5: I, made, I made a lot less than that. But I was happy to just be out. Sure. just be. I mean, you know, that's the thing about that. It does squeeze your youth. I mean, Eddie Murphy said this, to Then John Lovitz told me this story. Uh, but he said, like, Eddie said, I couldn't wait to get off that show with, uh, and he said, you know, to start going making movies and having fun. And then Eddie said, like, I didn't realize the most fun I'd ever have was when I was there. Cause you do, you think it's gonna be, get better, it's gonna get, you know, but there's something magical about Saturday Night Live where you have an idea Tuesday, and you find out Saturday. Night and then really Sunday afternoon if it really works. Cause that yeah, but live that's the audience... thing. You think
2: about it on Tuesday, you do it, and then Sunday you're buying milk and you're like, I just had this idea <laughs> five days ago. And you're, yeah.
5: and, but th- that's the thing about that because because for years after, and I've talked about this with the other people who were on the show, because you'd have something. It's not exactly a j- stand-up joke. It's not. It's not a movie. It's like a two three minute thing. that's funny, and there's really no other place for it than like a Saturday Night Live sketch show. Because yeah. John Cleese has become a good friend of mine and he said, you know, the thing is there, we didn't have to have endings because we go to, uh, uh, t- you know, Terry Gilliam's um, animation. So we got to the interesting, most interesting part of the bit. We move on. <laughs> we're not stuck like you guys were. Because <laughs> of the animations. Yeah. Because you just get to an interesting part. We you know, the the thing blows, you know, the penguin blows up on top of the TV and then they go to an animation. Yeah, that's it. It's better.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and then better. they put out the movie, and now for something completely different, they could turn
5: it into a movie and just go, yeah, boom, funny, boom, next, funny, boom, next, yeah, yeah. yeah but and I think that's freer, and I think there was something magical about that. And I do think, at our best, we were just, you know, trying to emulate some of what they did. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like that—that's that, the high watermark of comedy in the 20th century. Monty Python. Yeah. yeah. Well, they realized because they said we made an interesting decision to, to not do anything topical, so to have the chance to last. And he's right. Yeah. Dead yeah. Parrot is still It's unbelievable. It's as good a sketch that, as anybody I, could ever do. That's one of the reasons why I did, you know, not not to, I don't want to crap on, on on SNL, but like they did the Dead Parrot sketch and it bombed. Did they really? Michael Palin is a, and it just that just really? made me hate the audience so much. <laughs> <laughs> it just really yeah. did. Just me cuz like, this is a a piece of like brilliant it's art. Genius, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, yes, it is art. It is high art. It's yeah. high genius. It's it's the uh, high watermark of like silliness. Yeah in the world so is you mean when you know, when they put Mozart excuse me if they put Mozart and Bach out into space you know with that whatever the fucking thing they sent in the 70s dead parrot goes with the dead parrot goes yeah, with 100%. it 100% oh they sent 100% <laughs> the probe that went uh, it
0: left our solar system and it had
5: like a gold yeah, disc yeah, on yeah, it yeah yeah fuck it I'm sorry yeah yeah whatever that was I called I it was the Voyager you, you put, yeah. the Vo- yes, yes thank Voyager. you yeah. you had somebody in your ear telling you that it's uh, <laughs> Voyager Voyager <laughs> no I, I was on Fox News last night they had some that ear Thing I said, somebody going to tell me what to say in this thing. I said, I hope they do. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, I would put that out there too. Right. It, it's just yeah. Good music. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Isn't it funny how I, I do Fox too? I do Godfeld show. Did you do Greg show?
0: Yeah, I did. I love his show. I love that he's number one. Mm. But it's so funny how many guys don't want to do Fox. And it's like, they treat comedians good. Like you go They're on and great. you have a good time. And
5: you get jokes. And, and truthfully, you're on there, you know, and if you're, if you're a professional comedian, you know, you've done this a while. It's, it seems the jokes seem to flow a little easier to you. Yeah, it works well. And it's, it's a fun audience. And it's like, and he's great. And he appreciates, he's a good laugher, you know? Yeah. That always helps. He's yeah. all, yeah. He's awesome.
2: So is you think the hot, is the hot chick the movie that do, that, I was,
5: that I would put on the thing to go yeah, out yeah, in yeah, space. That goes up into
2: space with that <laughs> parrot and yeah is that is that the one that you think that's uh, the best one I've done yeah do you think it gets uh, I saw
5: it and I know it's good because I saw it in Portuguese once I was at a film festival in uh, Rio de Janeiro and it was on TV there I don't know it's a popular it's popular. Um, in in other countries, I don't know why, but but it, but anyway, I was in Portuguese, and I saw it, and I was laughing. Yeah, and I don't speak Portuguese because I think physically, I was really in a good place to to do all that stuff. Well, I think it's the
2: yeah, I think it's the it's the wave, like you were saying too, like timing, timing
5: matters, and yeah, and your age at the time, you know, and also truthfully, I mean, I got an incredible amount of help from some brilliant comedy writers. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, from The Simpsons. Uh, I mean, you had like. um uh, uh, Matt Selman uh Dan Graney, Lou morton um Ian Macstone Graham, these guys sat around and punched it up and came up with some really funny stuff. We had funny Tom Brady and I wrote a very good script I felt and um but what they were able to add to it was just you know it was the it was the silly on the silly on the silly so it became like pummeling because when you saw it with an audience, it was just the roar. And that's kind of what you want. You want to you want it to buy. You know, the bending over in the seats. Because when I was a kid and I saw Silver Streak, mm-hmm. you know, in, at the mm. the nice theater where the Star Trek, where they showed Star Trek, you know, you had to line up. It was I forget what guys. I can't think of the place now, but it was the nicest theater where that's back then. There they was the only swivel seats that there was. It was a fancy theater, and I saw Silver Streak. And at one point, you know, uh, where Gene Wilder puts the the shoe polish on his face. And uh you couldn't hear the uh, you couldn't hear the movie anymore because the audience was laughing so hard. And I was like, "Wow, I want to do that."
0: Did they even use that scene in the trailer? I thought. Like, if I remember, I think Silver Street was seventy six, and I, I and I think if I'm and a little later, a oh, little later, maybe it was seventy
5: seven or seventy eight. You might be right, time.
0: but I thought they used that scene in the trailer. It's a very, very famous
5: scene, and it's very, very still famous got scene. That laugh, yeah. And but you know the, what? I did find out because it was Frank, uh the producer of it, was a Paramount exec. I became friends with him. Uh, Frank um Yablon's. Uh and he was one of the guys running the studio and Pryor didn't want to do that scene because of the blackface. Oh. Mm. And he didn't he didn't want to do that scene and he said, But you know, I think it could be really funny, Richard. You know, I think it could be really and he says, you know, and he had a problem one not wanting to do that. And then once he the compromise was to put in the, the you know, the uh <laughs> Something like the nation of Islam is not going to let me. Is, is, is not going to let me back in after this, or something like that. Was the line? That, that oh, they put, let him
0: put in a line he wanted to put in.
5: Yeah, the, well, the nation of Islam. They're not going to let me do this. You know, yeah. the nation of Islam. But they're not going to bring me back, or they're not going to be happy. with This, and I remember that line in the movie, and I remember getting a laugh. But I do think that there is extreme discomfort. Is really a good. Um, is really good for comedy. It's a good setup, at least for potential for a big audience laugh. You know? yeah.
2: Especially when you see something that you want to laugh at, but you're not sure if you should, and then you hear somebody else <laughs> laughing, and then it makes it okay for you to laugh, and then it makes it okay for the other person <laughs> and to laugh. Then, and, and
5: seeing how silly and how like how badly he was acting, as far as you know, pretending to be what he thought was black and like you know the the you know the gyrations, the radio
0: rate. on his shoulder, yeah. yeah,
5: and just you know the you know it, it was just. Um, it was one of those things that just really worked on several levels. And that's what you try to get to, you know? I didn't re- did you know Pryor at all? I, I'd only met him, um, you know, I've only had like one really, really good conversation with him. Did you know him? No, I met him twice or something, but he was sick by that point. So I know I never got to know him. I met him in the early 90s and then I was, I talked to him and I said, I just wanted to go say thank you. I heard he was going to be on Donahue. So, you know, that was the cool thing about SNL it was like, you had access, you yep. had entree to like, you know, Donahue. Letterman. Yeah. You know, he was just, he was in the building. He just walked down there going, oh, you know, he got the NBC News. And I was, uh, you know, I was like a little kid. I was like, running around going, hey, that's where what's his face sits for the news, you know? Right. And then you see him in the elevator sometimes, and, you know. Tom, Tom, what's his face? Brokaw? Never in a good mood. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, leave me alone, and um doing this Dre, and so um,
2: he's, but I bet for the news anchors it's just like SNL where he's, he's just miserable he's ready to leave and he doesn't realize that the minute he's <laughs> off that news desk that's when he's going to realize that how good he had
5: it oh yeah exactly Right. so I ran down to Donahue and I said you know but we also had like a ton of interns which is great like just go get me a Richard Pryor album so I can have him sign it, you know, or something. Yeah. Or something. I just like, just go, go to the record shop and just do one of those greatest job ever because yeah. you can make yeah. people go do things for you <laughs> right. and like for and then the NBC had to pay for it. Right. The, you know, yeah. Bicentennial N-word yeah. album. And then, uh, and I was talking to him, I said, I just want to let you know and I was able to tell him because I, I, I haven't done this enough and I really do this now but I, when you, you see somebody, you got to thank them because mm-hmm. you never know if you ever, you know, this is a one opportunity. Yep. And so I just said, thank you. I said, people don't even realize you were the statue. You're that first stand-up show, which was an accident that they filmed that. They only decided to film it nine days beforehand. And um, now in the nine or 11 days where they've decided to film that thing, that the famous one in Long Beach that he did. That was like the real first movie stand-up movie which was a movie and i said that really laid the foundation. that's the statue of david of stand-up comedy yep. and i said um, every we, people don't even know that they're stealing from you or stealing from you we all lay you laid it down for all of us and thank you and he said and he just oh, hmm. and he said oh man you should have seen that shit six months later yeah. I was just starting to figure that shit out. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I and then I looked at him. And I was like, holy shit. And I believed him. Yeah. I believe it did get better six months later. You look at him and go, fuck, he's right. I want to see that. Fucking, and you think about, like, and then I, you know, you being being around. It's a certain, like, monumental things you remember in your childhood. Like, you know, for me, Blazing Saddles. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Just you couldn't breathe. Yep. You're watching it with my brother. Like, we just, you know, peeing our pants, laughing, you know. And then... um, you find out that it almost could have been prior. Now, not that the, you know, what's his face wasn't great. Cleveland Little, yeah. Cle- Cleveland Little was amazing. And he was and truthfully maybe better for the movie overall, but yeah. like, the idea that we could have got prior. Insane. You know, and, and he snuck around for two weeks. Trying to like maybe maybe they'll you know, we'll do this and blah blah blah. Didn't and, Warner Brothers fuck him out of that? Like they just didn't want him because they said he was difficult.
0: Is is that is that what I just think
5: they were nervous about him. I don't know, just nervous about him, you know, being I don't know what, but they were just um not comfortable with that. And then um and he didn't write the stuff I thought he would write, you know. So the other comedians and other wrote other you know, he wrote the the you know, the big guy who would come in what was his name? Aldo or what was his name? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it was, oh, it? no, it's, uh, it was a football player. Yeah, um, it was... Uh, uh, Lyle... Lyle Alzado. No, not Lyle Alzado. Oh, shit. Sorry. But it was an old football player. He used to play for the Tigers. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. Detroit Lions, I'm sorry. Detroit Lions. And he was like... Oh! And that was the thing that Pryor came up with. Really? Yeah, which is really bizarre. Yeah. But because I wouldn't think... I thought Pryor would come up with more of the... Uh, the clever kind right. of interesting stuff, but he came up with a guy who comes in and punches a horse and knocks a horse down. <laughs> I this love it. I mean, I mean, you think that about- movie, like, I remember the first time I saw that movie was my dad
2: was watching it, and I was like young, but it was already an old movie to me, because, you know, it came out when it came out, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm not going to watch your old movies. He was like, sit down and watch this. I think you'll... And you know what he wanted me? He seriously, he was like, there's a scene I need... I want you to see. And I watched it from the beginning. I sat through the entire movie. I was like, what was the scene that you knew would hook
5: me? He was like, it was the campfire
2: scene. <laughs> Sitting around well, farting. but you know what's funny? Is
5: there's a famous story that, that, that... famous story that Mel Brooks talks about. You know, you can actually, if you're lucky enough... Yeah, too. See, Mel Brooks will will sometimes go out and he will, you show the movie and he'll be there and he'll take questions and he'll tell the story. And I actually heard this story, not from him, but from John Landis, uh, the director John Landis, great director. I was lucky to work with him. Uh, and he said like, well, Mel Brooks did the, um, uh, he got the notes from the studio back uh, from Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers doesn't usually make comedies, you know. And, uh, they got the notes back and says, well, um, Mel, it's just, um, uh, you know, the campfire scene, it just, uh, it just goes on forever. You know, it just seems too, too long. It's, All
0: right, fart scene, out!
5: And he said, Okay, and also, um, you know, the N word is really offensive. Yeah. And he said, N
0: word,
1: out! <laughs>
5: and then he said, um, and also the scene where you, you kind of break the third wall and go into the, the, the gay dancers, you know, probably, you know. I just really feel like it's the same movie. And the gay dances <laughs> out And then they, they he just didn't listen to anything. <laughs> yeah,
2: <I didn't> do <laughs> him, not one <laughs> bit of
5: it. <laughs> and then finally when the uh, when <laughs> When they saw the movies. But you said you think, oh, you got a movie. What are we going to do now? I shot it. It's together. We got to get it out there. He didn't give a shit. No. That's what
0: I've heard about him is is that his thing was always say yes when they tell you no. It's just say yes and then do what you want. No, yeah. (laughs) I I
5: I pissed off the studio by saying no sometimes. And then I should have just said yes. And then they don't check. I mean, Quentin Tarantino actually tells you, Just, what are you doing? He says, just, you just gotta just, just take the one note that's a good note. And if they, they don't remember, they got 20 other movies they're working on. Yeah. So Just just take the good note. And just, and then they tell them, give them credit for the good note. I didn't fucking know. I was an idiot. What were you saying? What what was your, what, what, what? They wanted to you? cut a couple of jokes out of the, you know, the president, The Nina Jacobson wanted to cut a couple of jokes out of the hot chick. And I said, no, I'm right. taking that out. Because the hot chick was peak. Yeah, I said like, no. Schneider. I'm not taking that out. I was like, "Fuck you!" I'm not doing. It. And she called me a dick. And I said, "You called me a dick, bro? You're talking to Deuce Bigelow right like, now? Dude, I I'm fucking. Know. I'm giving you a a big movie potentially that, that that's going to go up against Christmas and fucking eat it. I don't think you realize how much money you're about to lose right now. I should have taken the fucking joke It wasn't even a good joke I don't know. Do you remember what joke it was? Of course I fucking do I'm a narcissist <laughs> you, you, How do you don't fucking get 35 years staying in this fucking business Without being a crazy person I, fucking, I think about it twice a week Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it is no, so it was the funny j- the joke was about <laughs> I'm gonna fucking tell you it was, yeah, it was yeah about I wanna it. know she says listen uh, it, was, it was stupid it was literally like Billy was it was some sexual joke that he didn't need in the movie about like you know like I, I want a front behind he's a front behind I don't care I'm, you know uh she took it in a sexual way the you know and it was just he didn't need it and it was for you know supposed to be for, for teenagers we didn't need it but I kept it in because I was a I was a dick yeah. Good for Absolutely. you. Good
1: for you. <laughs> I
5: was a dick, but I wasn't a dick with any power. That's the difference. Yeah. Right. You thought. Yeah. That's a limp dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but,
2: but you don't know sometimes. You think you have power. You don't know you're a limp dick.
5: You have to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to push it and see if it goes flabby on you. It's a or tough f- lesson.
0: Sometimes, like you said, take the one note. Sometimes a note. I've gotten a couple over the years over specials, and I typically would not listen to them. Mm-hmm. And there's one time I look back and I say, Your yeah. specials are
5: very good. Oh, thank you, man. And also, when you would, you know, the difference between a Jim Norton and most of the show business is that when you bring other people up, that's that is another. I mean, that just separates you automatically. That puts you in like the Adam Sandler's world, where it's like, well, this. And you, you when you introduce these other comedians, you know, the first time I saw Anthony Jeselnik, oh, it's familiar, I said, well, that's from Jim Norton. And it's like you introduce that to people, and I'm like, holy shit! And then uh, because you did it, it had a an attention to it, and they're like, wow. Yeah, I got it. And it was a terrific show that you put together. Oh, thanks, man. And I was I was like, whoa, I was really impressed by
0: that. But I appreciate it. I, you look back, <clears throat> and there's certain notes I got, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That wasn't a bad note. Like, I look back, and I, I kind of yes, wish I had listened to that. 98% of them are terrible, but that was one that was right.
5: Before and I, wish I, I got – you know what, though? It's right, because sometimes when you do get a note, if you struggle around it and try to figure it out, it could – you have to – you have to have your you have to have your material challenged. <laughs> you you know you have to you have to be able to justify your choices. Yeah. And I think it's good to get a note that even it could be wrong, but that bad note could get you to a good place. And that's what I've I've learned as I've moved my way out of the movie business. <laughs> 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 but I do have a new movie. Yes. Of course, the new movie is
2: Daddy Daughter Trip. It's in select Cinemark theaters uh, tomorrow. Um,
5: Yeah, it's starting tomorrow. It was nice to make a movie. If you want to have all the controls, you have to pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) You have to pay for it. And Yeah, is it worth it? Yeah, and and, uh, I don't mind not having all the controls. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) if I don't have to pay
5: all the money. I I don't mind because that's a lot of road gigs. That's a lot of potentially seeing, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Steve um, Dick behind you know the guys <laughs> It's a lot of those 30 of those no but it, I, I'm really proud of the movie um, you know it, it was about eight years to, to before we you were know, thinking about it before we actually made it and during the pandemic I was I want to do something mm-hmm. you know Cause I had kind of had the feeling like this is all shit, you know. And it's like I'm just,
1: this is a, you know,
5: not, I don't trust these motherfuckers. You know? Yeah, if they really, if, if they really thought I was going to kill everybody, they wouldn't have said nothing. The government, you know, <laughs> they would just
1: let it.
5: They said, you know, there's a way to police everybody. so anyway, I work, and and this, um, it's just about a, like a, a family that is kind of like trying to fix, trying to still fit into those old characters about like you know. You know, the characters are like, I like the idea of just, you know, like, well, this guy, I have problems in my life, but look at this idiot. I've tried to fit into that. And I think that was like, that was Jerry Lewis and that was, uh, you know, you know, Jim Carrey. That's, that's kind of like, you know, going back to like, uh, uh, you know, Chaplin, that kind of idea. That guy's an idiot and my life's not as bad. So it's about a family that doesn't have a lot. And, uh, the girl, uh, is embarrassed that she can't go anywhere for spring break, so she lies in her class. She says she's going to all these places, so the dad takes her. Without any money. Pretty good. I love it. Yeah,
0: I love and it. And I like that you got John Cleese in it.
5: Oh yeah. I like that you got him. Oh. Did you ask him yourself, or did you have the agents do it, or did you no, like... I just, no, no, I had, I got him. You did. We were writing a different movie, and we're gonna try to make it. It's really, it's an expensive movie. It's called The Great Emu War. And um, I should be talking about daddy daughter trip. The Great, but basically in 1932, what happened was after World War One, the uh, Aussies were shipping in everything because it's a gigantic island, Australia. So everything had to be brought in, as you can imagine. And they, um, so they're bringing all this wheat and everything. So finally said, you know what? From the World War One farmers, we're just going to give them farms, and we'll kick out these originals, people out here, these natives, and we'll just give them these farmland. And they, so they grew these wheat and everything, and then. Emus, the second largest bird on the planet, discovered these things, and they just used 20, 30, 40,000 of these emus, started just destroying the crops, using them as nests. And so they, 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 the farmers wanted to do something, so they did, the army, the Australian army declared war against the emu. <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> and so It's a beautiful, it's a very Monty Python. They sent I out, love that. It was a group full of, it was a handful of guys that they sent out to go kill these birds with a tank and everything, and the, the birds outsmarted them, they gave up.
2: Well, here's what, hey, look, I mean, <laughs> That's I one. want
5: that movie to exist. We're going to try to make it this year, with but, Cleese,
2: too. Well, let's make sure that movie exists by getting some money in your pocket by going to see Daddy Daughter Trip. Yes. If we go see Daddy Daughter Trip, we'll it's get the chance. EMU movie,
5: too, you maybe. To and it was great working with Cleese. Being on the screen with Cleese was such a, making him laugh was a, a, yeah. a real. That's uh, awesome. It really was a validation that I didn't realize I really needed, you know. And just hanging out with him, and just writing this movie, and having him cackle and really laughing hard was like seriously. There was there's no better standing ovation or whatever movie opening you could have, but making your hero laugh is like that's it.
0: Yeah, know? yeah. He feels that way every morning, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really rewarding.
2: <laughs> I've, I've dreamed of it for so long. I'm glad
5: I'm glad it was able to come true. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So look up Daddy Daughter Trip. Find out if it's playing near you. If it is, go see it. You can Cinemark, go to Mark. Yeah, yeah Cin- Mark theaters um when you talk about movies were you uh surprised that deuce bigelow became sort of because i don't even know if people realize what a cultural kind of phenomenon
5: i didn't realize deuce was,
2: bigelow was well i
5: didn't realize it was a big hit until the end of 2000 it came out in 1999 and then so the end of 2000 when the second grossing movie of the year mm-hmm. Was Deuce Bigelow for the DVD and the still video DVD? There was the top three. The second, first was The Green Mile, and yeah. right below it was Deuce Bigelow. and then below that was fucking Mission Impossible. That rules! <laughs> wow. And so I, I was like, they, that's when you know that was that, that. means they made a lot of money. Yeah, which means that, they, they made a lot of money. that. I had a chance to make a lot of money. Yeah. That was like remarkable. So I didn't really realize because I was such an idiot, you know, I was saying no to stuff and it's just, just say, I'm in the place that I want to say yes to things, you know, Yeah. make things. I mean, within reasons when I spend time with the family, you know, my young kids. So that was fun. That's what, the, what was nice about making daddy daughter trip. It was like, you know, I got my kids in it. And so, uh, and my wife wrote it with me. So that, that way it's kind of, it's, it's very, very nice. But, but yeah, with the Deuce Bigelow going around the world, you know, yeah, I got a phone call from like the head of the studio and go like, you know what? We're gonna put it in Japan. And I go, what? Yeah, we think it's gonna go worldwide. It's, it's got a chance, you know. And then all of a sudden you have these per screen averages. If you do like 6,500 or even 4,500, if you have 3,000 screens, 3500 screens, would the, in certain markets, I had a 26,000 per screen <laughs> wow. average. Jeez. Which is like it means every seat, every show sold out. It's just like South Korea; it was crazy popular, and like Taiwan, Hong Kong. So they sent me to all these countries. You know, it was it was an unbelievably fun time. That's amazing. I yeah. was going as a man whore, trying to fulfill, <laughs> trying to fulfill that title.
2: But it's just like I feel like that's one of those movies where it's just so packed full of jokes. It's just like joke, joke, joke. It yeah. just keeps hitting. In a good way, you know what yeah, I mean?
5: Yeah, well, that was the whole point of it was to be, I mean, some of it, I, I would, we did something, I said, let's not do something that's not gonna last ten years from now, which was like making fun of the fucking, uh, you know, the movie, the, the, the Matrix, and, but we just said, I fucking put it in, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know?
2: I, I truly believe that had it not been for, Deuce Bigelow, Jay-Z, would have never rapped about dating a narcoleptic. <laughs> I don't think it would have happened.
5: He did. You know what? That was one of the things. I remember driving up, you know, when I was living in, like, a, my first really nice house that I bought, you know, in my really first really nice... The house that,
2: the house that Bigelow bought? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: And driving in a really nice car that I, you know, was like... <laughs> like, you know, and I was just driving up. And then all of a sudden, Jay-Z mentioned Deuce Bigelow in one of his songs. I went, holy shit. Yeah. Not only did he mention it, but he <laughs> mentioned the bit from the movie.
2: The lyric in the song is, tie the back of her hair like Deuce Bigelow, which is...
5: That's crazy. Which is the bit. Yeah, that's just nuts. Mm-hmm. So it's just there's a certain thing like, you know, just, that just that crosses over in, in pop culture. You just never know what's going to hit. But if the, the only chance you have is if you laughed at it and you thought it was really funny. And that's the fun of it, you know, was like... There It doesn't happen a lot of times, because it's hard to make a movie, and it's hard to get the money for the movie, and to get it right, released, and then anybody sees it. It's like, I remember I was doing a movie that didn't do well, that I thought was really good, called Big Stan. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get it released, and it was like an indie movie, blah, blah, blah. But David Carradine, I wasn't going to make it without David Carradine. And uh and it's basically about, you know, it's he's making, you know, it's like, well, Brando did his movie with, uh you know, where he's playing... Brando, he's playing the Godfather in a movie with, uh, what's his face? It was really good. And, uh. Wait, was
0: that with, I, uh, I know what with, you mean. Uh, Pl- not, it was not with. The freshman.
5: The freshman. With Matthew, uh, Broderick. Yeah, and yeah. it was great. And Brando was great. And I thought, like, is this kind of similar where he had Kung Fu coming back and teaching this guy how to not get raped in prison? It seemed like a pretty good movie. <laughs> the original title was called Unrapeable. And I should have kept it. Yeah. You know, and at that time I had that, fuck you, I was like, ah, fuck, it's funny, I don't give a shit, but we changed it to, you know, to the big stand, which is the original title of one of them. And, uh, David Carrion called me, he said, you know, and he called me, he's the star of the movie, so he called me right the day before we started to film, and I was with my cinematographer, We're trying to figure out the shots and everything, I said, like, ah, what is he gonna bitch about, you know, and then, and he just, you know, I go, oh, uh, David, you yeah, everything okay? Is everything, what, is, and, uh, and he said, and he just was being philosophical, and he said to me, you know, it takes three miracles for any movie. One, if it gets made. Two, if it's any good. And three, if anyone ever fucking sees it. Hmm. So here's to the first of three miracles. And at that time, I was just like, I was expecting him to complain. I was worried about all this and the budget and the schedule and everything. And I was like, well, that was a nice thing to say, you know. And um I was worried a little bit about him because I had heard rumors. So I did call Quentin Tarantino. It was my neighbor, neighbor at the time. And I said, how is... How's David Carradine? And he said, uh, I said, oh, just uh, shoot him early. (laughs) <laughs> and I said just shoot him early <laughs> I said okay so we shot him early first thing in the morning
2: that's advice you did take I yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, well, we did
5: one night shoot it was a disaster <laughs> he, you... he, he's behind he said, I, said, I told the crew I said please Mr. Carradine's going to be we're shooting in Chinatown at midnight you know when everything closed and everything like on a Monday or whatever and I said please Mr. Carradine's going to be here I'm going to ask you he may ask for a beverage we're shooting in a bar Bar, I would ask for you to show your restraint uh, and just to say, Mister Carey, I'm sorry, we're not allowed to do that. And this way, we'll be able to get our sh- night shoot in. Anyway, I come back 45 minutes later. He's behind the bar, about half half a <laughs> bottle of vodka, in, and I would all are fucked. Yeah, it's gonna be. He rough got night. through it, but it was rough. They said Robert Shaw was like
0: that in Jaws. One oh, really? Day, you, you didn't know what you were gonna get. One day he was great, and the, the next day it was
5: just really difficult. But you, but you get it. But you what you get, you get. That's the same yeah. thing with Bill Murray. It's like what I've you know from I won't say who for the filmmaker was, but like Bill Murray, is <clears throat> like he's gonna come, he's gonna change. The lyrics, gonna change the lyrics, the dialogue. He's gonna change things. And you're gonna get, and it's gonna be great, but you don't know who you're gonna get, which Bill Murray you're gonna get. The nice Bill Murray? <laughs> you're gonna get the tough Bill Murray. Yeah. Know? Yeah. He's super nice to fans. He wasn't very nice to us. Interesting. He wasn't very nice. He, he hated us on Saturday Night Live when he hosted He did. Wow. Absolutely hated us. Ser- I mean, he's seething. Why do you think he hated you guys? Is it? I, you know, now that I'm older, then I feel like you know, because he hated Chris Farley with a passion. Like I, he just seething, looking at him. But wow. and I, I think, it, and I want to, I want, I don't know exactly, but I want to believe that it's because that Chris thought it was cool to be. You know what built that Belushi, who his friend, who he saw die, that he thought it was cool to be that out of control. Huh. Maybe, maybe that's my interpretation, but I don't really, know. I don't believe it. I only believe it fifty percent. He just hated like he, all of us, pretty much. Me, the least of the hate was to me. Oh, that's like, nice. I, I took a I took great uh, pleasure in that he hated me last. <laughs> he's I, my hero. How did you know he
0: hated everyone on the set? Was, was it an he energy? Did he say it. It something? It was just
5: an energy. You saw it. He just saw the way he looked at him. He just it was just naked rage, you know. And, and Chris Farley. And, caught and it nice the worst. to every every common person, but any comedian. I think there's also a thing, but but you know, but uh, it just is what it is. But it was just you know sometimes you expect people to just come in and just be the who they who they're. You would think you'd know more. You know, you know more. You're in show business, but like, you know, people come in and they're just, the persona that they have, and then, then you know, when they're working, is a little different. Like, Steve Martin's never silly, and I Wild. wanted him to be. Yeah, of course. But like, on stage, as soon as he's, he just turns it on, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. What was it
2: like for you? I mean, psychologically, when like, because- I and mean, he hated Sandler. Really hated
5: Sandler, too. Who, who Murray? Murray?
2: Hated him. Wait, does he, not, he not like goofiness? Is that what, because like, I mean, does he not like silliness? I don't think,
5: I just don't know. I don't, I can't say what exactly the thing it was. It just, he just uh, wasn't into that groove of it, you know, and Sandler was just committed to it, you know, and just like, when, as soon as he would get on, you know, you could see the audience just ate him up, you know, mm-hmm. which also like, you know, it really irritated Al Franken, you know. <laughs> <All right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I used to
5: like, because I really, because I liked writing with Al Franken, because he was a good laugher. Mm-hmm. You got to have somebody who laughs, yeah, you know, sure. you can't work. Because I'm right? So Al, like, yeah! <laughs> he grabbed me, and put him in his office. Yeah, it's right you know. And then, but he wasn't nice to Adam, so I, you know, I didn't like that at all. So I just, you know, developed a loathing for Al. You so and Adam I, I got would, along instantly. Yeah, well, we were friends before that. Gotcha. Yeah, we we're friends, like you know, in North Hollywood. Yeah. But like, I used to like try to torture Al Franken. How? Well, he used to get – I used to get there early, you know. It's because I was like – I was a kid in the candy store. I couldn't believe we were working 30 Rock. It was amazing, you know. So I would spend as much time as I could there. Plus, it was also – I was in a relationship that wasn't – I wanted to get out of. Yeah, and sure. so I was in this, you know. So I, 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 <laughs> if I'm I at work, to, I'm not home <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was – I'm sorry to say, but that's true. Uh But I was just – because it was also – it was famous. I wanted to enjoy the fame, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, anyway, so – um I would get there early and before Al and I would take coffee you know with some put some creamer and I would put them in every toilet in there so Al would go in and I would just stand out in front just pretend I was reading something you know and I'd hear him going to the bathroom and <laughs>. and then you hear another stall no! no! why who's not flushing the goddamn thing <laughs> and it was just you know it was one of the small pleasures that you get you know Did you, did you and Adam get cast at the same time? I was, I, David Spade, and he doesn't talk about it in his book, because David Spade called me up, and I love David, he really is a dear, nice, and one of the, seriously, to hang out with, maybe the funniest guy ever on that show, to hang with. Like if you're gonna have dinner, yeah. yeah, David Spade would be the funniest guy, yeah, for sure. Wow, he's just 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 never stops, and he's just really funny, and just kind coming at you at different angles. He's just like one of those guys is like tickling you, but yeah. just torturing you. know? And so David Spade, we were friends in an acting class. I met him in an acting class, and we just became, came buddies and everything. And then we had some, and then we got, he, I got hired at SNL, and then Bernie Brillstein told me the story, and it's true, and he and I and 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 David knows this, and never went. Public with it, but it's true, is that I was the one to get hired at Saturday Night Live, not David Spade. But then Bernie Brillstein said, "Oh, they're a writing team. You got to hire them together." Ah, ah. you never heard that? David didn't put that in his book. He called me and said, like, "Hey, listen, I'm going to say some shit about you in my book. Do you mind?" And I want to make some money here. I said, "Yeah, go ahead, David." But he, <laughs> said, but he didn't put he didn't put that in the book. But those are great times; they really are. We have to
0: wrap up because oh. I think you have other press. They're, they're telling us because I, I could talk to you for two hours, but they I think you have no, other shows. No, I canceled
5: shows. it all. <laughs> just now <laughs> no I've enjoyed this I it's hope, really hope fun, you don't, man. I hope you don't mind me. I mean, I'm just trying to get to the place in my life where I'm absolutely as honest as I can be. Can I tell you something that's great? can I tell you can I make a a prediction? <laughs> I,
2: this is what I think is going to happen because these are the cycles the, everything moves on, and I see it I see it because I think there's a, there's a period of time where you're on top of the world. Everybody loves your movies. Everybody. Then it's a period of time where the cool thing to do is to shit all over you. And everybody, this is what we do. I truly believe <laughs> that a wave of Schneider appreciation is coming. That people are, that, that grew up with Deuce Bigelow and Hot Chicken Animal are going to be like, you know what? Those were funny fucking movies. And when I was in high school, we were all obsessed with it. And I think that that... That's gonna hit at just the right mark. I uh, think there yeah, is a, you. I think there is a wave coming for
5: you. Well, thank you. Rob I, Schneider. I, I, thank you. I appreciate that. I just remember like my, my own niece calling me and just giggling and said, they just made fun of you on South Park. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it I, was a funny episode. And it was really funny. And the thing about it was my friend Matt Selma called me and he said, Hey, they could have been way meaner. <laughs> way mean. They were nice to you. They could have murdered you and they didn't. Yeah you yeah. know and and, uh, and they're it's great. just manslaughter was not murder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was better but I'm very honored by that I'm very honored by that yeah, but come back again
0: man anytime hey it's thank
2: fun. you I'm it was a pleasure daddy thank daughter you. trip look it up see if it's playing in a Cinemark theater near you comes out tomorrow thank you Rob Schneider thank and uh, we'll be right back stay yeah. there here they are here, here,
1: here, 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 here they are Jim and Sam are back and are
0: Okay. I thought we were coming back with Creatures of the Night We should have This song stinks
2: <laughs> well, Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they, I was like, Girls, 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 the song we just referenced by Jay-Z And they're like, Motley Crue? I have no idea why this is on Should have been Kiss, hey buddy,
0: good to see you Ta- <laughs> Shipping Creatures in the Night. Wait, well, he's an idiot.
2: Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> That's yeah. what you gotta Kiss Why are we playing Girls, Girls, Girls by exactly. Motley Crew? You
3: asked for Girls, Girls, Girls. This
2: wasn't the song. Uh, they, said they don't mention Deuce Bigelow even once in this song. Agree to disagree. No, they definitely don't mention Deuce Bigelow. I've, this I've, song came out 20 years before Deuce Bigelow.
3: Who
2: Deuce Bigelow? Deuce Bigelow's a modern classic, and the idea that... Welcome, look, Tommy. we have a guest in studio. <laughs> we don't have time going, for it. Talking to me. Tommy yeah. Avalone is in studio. Welcome Tommy Hey
4: how are you I had no idea You were on the air We are on <laughs> That's right Neither do most people <laughs> Where are you from In Jersey uh, Right outside Philadelphia Oh okay Yeah we I had... used to work For WYSP So you would oh, have been there. Yeah Okay
0: uh, Were you there When Tim was the uh, GM yeah. Okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Um you said you ran for mayor, so I was like, what town did you run for mayor in? Oh, Haddon Heights, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How far is that from Vineland? Uh, 30 minutes? I had a threesome in Vineland. You <laughs> did?
2: Okay, <laughs> I was hoping we were getting somewhere. Yeah. I like, we're going deep. There I, better I, be something at the yeah, end of this train. That good. I've, I've driven through Vineland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, was, was, like, th- was that the one?
0: The couple where I slept over and I kept wanting the... uh the guy to fall asleep so I could fuck the wife again? Like, yeah. Yeah. That was it. I wore my dumb fucking, uh, my, my uh, acid wash jean shorts. There you <laughs> go. Jorts. Yeah, my jorts. Yeah, I did. <laughs> to Vineland.
2: Vineland, New Jersey. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, uh, Tommy uh, is the director of the new two part documentary, docuseries, whatever you want to call yeah, it. You it, it you... It's all the same thing. Yeah, it's I Love You, You Hate Me. The uh, It's about time. The Barney, the dinosaur. Uh, docu series but what 's great about this is uh I think you sometimes forget about the the culture of of hate, yeah that Barney also spawned along with the
4: the cultural phenomenon that he became, sure right, yeah, I mean, the first time the word jihad was ever used on the internet was the jihad destroy Barney website, yeah. What do you think it was that,
0: that like just made people so angry about it? Was it because it was good-natured or the fact that kids loved it so much? Because I remember starting stand-up in 1990, and that was like a thing. Fucking Bar- Everyone would attack Barney. Yeah. You
4: would attack Barney when you were doing stand-up?
0: I think so. Because that's
4: what you were doing. It
0: was just the thing to sure. do. It was was like, the
4: biggest thing, the lowest-hanging fruit sort of thing to make fun of. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple different reasons why people made fun of it. It's like we explore in the documentary, like, why do we hate the things we hate? And through Barney, it hit a lot of different chords. It's like, even just the word love. Some people aren't like happy family. If you don't come from a happy family and you see some purple dinosaur singing about it, you're not going to like it. You're yeah. going to kind of hate that. So it hits a bunch of different chords. It's also
0: make funnable. Anything oh, that yeah. nice is make funnable. So the opposite of that is this is so easy to go in so many directions because it's this, it's obviously the lovable thing.
4: When something's so pure, there is something about us that needs to like, Bust that bubble and break it down. Like, even with Mr. Rogers, there was urban legends that he was in the army, would kill people and had tattoos. Steve, people Blue's clues, died of a car crash. All these things are fake. For the longest, I believed that, that Mr.
2: Rogers had t- the reason he wore that sweater every show yep. was because he had full sleeve tattoos on his arms from when he was fought in Vietnam as if everybody that fought in
4: Vietnam had full sleeve yeah. tattoos right <laughs> yeah. but that, that was a big urban legend you know yeah, that yeah, yeah. and like Barney killed himself and the song backwards So satanic yeah where yeah. Mikey uh, ate pop rocks and died do- was that the one he's <laughs> yes
2: oh for sure that yeah that, that he it was pop rocks and soda right I think so yeah. that he drank pop rocks and soda and died yeah. one, of
4: my, one of my favorites was the dude from Smashing true. Pumpkins was in um, Small Wonder. That was a big urban legend. Do you remember that Did show? Billy
2: Co- yeah, of course. The, so the, I could see Billy
4: Corgan. I, that probably spawned off of the
2: Marilyn Manson as Paul from Wonder yeah. Years. And they were like, well, if that's true, yeah. then that kid from Small Wonder is clearly Billy Corgan. Yeah. I no, I don't know that I'd ever heard the Billy
4: Corgan really? one from Small Wonder. I heard that. Yeah, totally.
2: That's great.
4: Small Wonder's a great show. Do Small Wonder
2: that? was a great show. Do you do you remember Small I Wonder? I remember it. It's like but a I robot. Watch uh, it. Yeah. A little
4: girl that was a robot. Yes.
2: <laughs> One of the great TV theme songs of all oh, time. I don't really know if I remember it. Oh my god! Do you have the Small Wonder theme song, Travis? Come on.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. I remember the show existing, but I don't think I've ever seen
2: it. It was so, she's fantastic, made of plastic, microchips here and there. It was like this 1950s like sitcom, <laughs> and there it is.
4: So uh, good Karaoke night Oh he smiles Looking it's at the camera It's Ken Lawson I but mean <laughs>
0: Awful opening
2: There's his wife It's so long He shots But it's like it's I don't mind
0: the 80's song I just hate the There's Billy is. Corgan He's From Smashing pumpkins.
2: pumpkins He's smiling politely
0: oh, this is really nice they, they have to show them Smiling and happy
2: But also like The theme song Explains the premise Of the show as well sure, Like the lyrics yeah. of the song are, Same as what, the Brady Bunch Yeah Vicky
6: plastic made of
2: <laughs> wow here and there. Love it, Oof. and then of course the wacky neighbor, that nosy oh. neighbor. Oh, it, do they have a neighbor? They have a nosy neighbor, and the nosy neighbor kept trying to poke in because she was like, "Hey, that lady's a robot." This has to be like the pilot intro. It's so long. It's very long. It yeah. really is. Yes. Once <laughs> shows hit like season two or three, they'd like yeah. cut it down to fifteen
4: seconds, totally. probably for syndication, right? They cut the know. intro. People just get to the point. You know, it's like, like we know what it, it, We yet. know. Yeah, she's a robot. It's like. Who's entering Small Wonder at season six? Right. You know? And even if you... It's a robot. We know. (laughs) That's the theme song. That's it.
2: Yeah, little chips in her. Poor kid.
4: But anyway, the Barney documentary is out now on Peacock. You should do a Small Wonder documentary for sure.
2: So uh, uh, when you were growing up, did you watch Barney or were
4: you a Barney... Uh, Basher, he had to be one of the two, right? Yeah, he <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was ten years old when Barney came out, and later, me and my friends would make like skits, like we thought we were like, you know, funny and like Mad TV sort of thing. And my aunt Ro made a Barney costume for us, so we could all beat him up. Like my friend Timmy, it's dressed how dressed full like- of
1: Ro. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> my uh, my friend Timmy dressed like uh, Mister Rogers, and I was uh, Barney, and he beat me up. And a small clip of that is in the-, the docuseries. It's always good to recycle.
0: How how long into Barney being this kind of thing did people start to really want to Kill him. <laughs> it was like
4: instantly. You know, Lost. like Murderous. 1992, it was on PBS. 1993 is what they call their Elvis year, which is like huge. They were just yeah. selling millions of dollars of like this merchandise. It was everywhere and it was right there. It was like the Jihad Destroy Barney, the I Hate Barney Secret Society, Barney bashing events in colleges. It just, it was, it was mayhem. And it's so easy it to make fun mayhem. of. Pure I, and utter mayhem.
0: I love you. You love me. It's so easy to put the word hate there. Just to I oh my God. hate. You. It's so easy to do yeah. that. So it, it was kind of screaming out for people to parody
4: it and- sure and then you have the professionals like Letterman making fun of them all the time which is fine but like but then there was this all the everyone that just thought they were funny too and trying to fit in like oh you you don't like Barney I don't like Barney too we, we can be friends right is Barney on anymore when did it end yeah, uh- Late, stopped filming it in 2010, but okay. they, the thing was, it was kind of just easier to repeat episodes, it was yeah. cheaper, and plus their demo changes every four years, you know, because people age out. That's right. So it's just, just recycle it over and over. It's, it's on Peacock, it's on all the other streaming channels, you just, it's somewhere, Peacock everywhere. Peacock rules. Yeah. Yeah. He just likes the nickname. Yeah. Well, wrestling. We like wrestling. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I stay streaming on the cock. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. And that's what they call it. I understand. Their marketing. Yeah, yeah.
4: Peacock came out to me.
2: Could you start saying streaming on the cock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You can't avoid it. The cock is in your face. That's right. That's right. Oh, boy. And that's what they say, too. Every time I'm on another wrestling show, they go... Sam's on the cock again. Yeah,
0: yeah, I understand. (laughs) It's fun. You're like Gator, but with cock.
2: (laughs) And now Barney's on the cock. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, did you know? It's kind of is it as a as a documentary maker. Do you like that the docu series has become? very in vogue so you don't have to you don't have to keep it down
4: to 90 minutes or whatever you can kind of well, it's interesting. go I along mean, s- sometimes when you have like a, one that truly should be 90 minutes and they're like how can we stretch this for four episodes oh, like yes, that right. beca- right. that becomes There's frustrating yes. you know yeah. uh, and, but then sometimes you're like oh no actually you know it's great to like Zoom out enough, like I mean, like O.J. Simpson's Made in America is like one of my favorite. It was love like, it? It was just so long, but they were able to zoom out and just tell like this huge, big, big story about this like story. So I love the idea of zooming out when it's necessary. Yeah, the ability to do
0: it is great, but sometimes they do it because they think they have to get ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I thought making, um was it making a murder? There's like one or two that, that, was that I thought first. should have been two episodes shorter Dahmer even though it's a, they, I think should have been seven episodes and not ten they yeah. wasted a lot of time in that yeah so sometimes they do it because they feel like they have to make it this long sure. to make I it mean, worth what
2: it well you said about Dahmer too much sympathy for the victims you said that's what they spent too much time sympathizing
0: <laughs> 100% with yeah, yeah, all I want saying. is a picture up there and then Jeff's greatness <laughs> <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Yeah. I love that there's all of a sudden the sensitivity to serial killers now, like don't dress like him, so like, shut the fuck up. The culture loves these guys.
2: Yeah, and it's not it is not at all shocking. First of all, Dahmer's like I think it's like the second highest viewed series in the history of Netflix. It's not you knew when you put it out in October that people are definitely dressing like Jeffrey Dahmer for Hell. I guess oh, yeah. so, yeah. A hundred percent.
4: Well the serial killers have become like the new IP. You know, you could do whatever you want with it and I don't think you need like any permission, you know. Because it's, it's a news story, it's yeah, public figure stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're just over here trying to tell a story of some
2: purple dinosaur. We didn't get permission either. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but it is it, it, the families push back Like once in a while, and a lot of times the networks won't do stuff. Right. Right.
2: You know what do you mean?
0: I, I don't want to give away the idea, but I like I, I had an idea for a children's
2: animation, and the network wouldn't. They
0: won't do it because of the family okay. pushback. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was said, the idea? It was it was about Ted Bundy.
2: Uh, animated?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was cute, and they're worried about the Bundy family. They're worried about the Bundy family being uh, angry and not allowing us to use Ted's imagery. Well,
2: what was he going to be cute about it?
0: Just drives around in a little cute Volkswagen. Give, <laughs> yeah, gives kids rides to school. But he's nice. He's, but he's nice. What he's does nice. a what does that's a cute cool.
4: Volkswagen look like?
0: Um, it's got like blinking eyes, and it's really yeah. adorable.
4: Yeah. But there's no passenger seat.
0: No, no, no. That's to fit more more, yeah. more friends in. Yeah, I see.
2: I see. <laughs> that's funny. Were you? Uh, when you're making this thing, obviously, I would imagine it inundated your life. So were you sitting there like talking to the people in your life about Barney, and they're going like, "We're
4: grown ass people. Why that, would we care about Barney?" I mean, yeah, I've I've done other documentaries about like people who dress like Santa Claus or Bill Murray, uh, and when they're when I tell people like I'm going to do one about Barney, they're like, uh, wh- "Why?" <laughs> but it's like, "Oh no, no, you'll get it." You yeah. Know? So yeah, I, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of Barney. Yeah, like, on. you're thinking about it all the time, right? Yeah, and then just, like, kids programming, you know? Like, yeah. it's just... It, I like the fact that we had Bill Nye in here and Steve from Blue's Clues, and it's just, like, I've just been thinking a lot about just children's programming. Children's television.
0: Yeah. Um, with the one you did on Bill Murray, was it... you just love Bill Murray and watch the documentary?
4: Well, no, it's it's never that I actually enjoy the subject. You know, it's one of those things where he was popping That's... up and doing... Like, going to a college party and cleaning people's dishes. Or playing kickball with strangers. It's like, why is this guy doing this? Yeah. So it was just yeah. Like that when he would like, pop up in people's wedding photos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And even Barney, like I wasn't a Barney fan. It was just like, I saw this newscast from 1993 where these uh, college kids were beating up Barney. Like they're ripping him up, hitting him with a hammer. And the newscaster was like, well, that's the future of our country right there. And it's like, oh, wait, we're in that future. We could talk about love and hate, but through Barney the dinosaur, you know? So it was always, it's always the the question of why versus like the subject, really. Do you think they
0: disliked the actual dinosaur or was it like, oh, this is just the thing that everybody loves and I kind of want to destroy it?
4: I think there's some of that for sure, especially 90s culture, you know? Like it was, culture. Yeah, very yeah. much so. It was the shock. attitude era. 90s you know? shot culture. Yeah. Uh, and then also, you know, when we talked to the parent who created the I Hate Barney Secret Society, you know, he would come home and his daughter, instead of giving him a big hug, would instead just be watching Barney. So it was jealousy. And he, in his, in his newsletter that he would put out, he would talk about the Barney addict and the dysfunctional family and it was very obvious when we were talking to him that he was going through a divorce he was an alcoholic so it's hitting all these things so it's Bob West the voice of Barney talked about how Barney is in some ways like a mirror to all the things we don't like about ourselves so it's all these sort of triggering things oh the guy didn't put out the newsletter ironically like he really didn't like well yeah he was jealous of Barney It's funny that's sad <laughs> Yeah. The 90s were a very destructive time. Oh, yeah. Because
0: 9 I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it was right before
4: Y2K. 9-11. Yep.
0: Y2K was coming. We were all nervous. What the fuck's going to happen? The year well, 2000, it felt biblical. Yeah. I
2: also think that right before 9-11 was the pinnacle of like just getting upset over the most trivial, dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like You could sit there and be like, Barney sucks and be thinking about this all the time because... You know, it, we're living in a in a land of excess, is what they called it. Oh you know? God, you're so right. <laughs> but but we also, we're just living, and then boom, here comes some terrorists, and it's like, well, I guess I'm not that mad at Barney. Terrorists <laughs> are way worse.
4: Yeah, uh, it was funny. They actually had to pull an episode of Barney they, before 9 11. There was this one episode of Al Qaeda. Ba- uh, baby Bob was playing around with a plane and knocked over some blocks. Holy shit! And uh, people it were upset. It was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but but Barney came out like early internet too. So you're also dealing with a lot of people for the first time, finding yep. a place to like equally <laughs> vent about something, connecting
0: you know? on something. Going, yeah. that sucks. Oh God, yes, it
2: does. Yes, Let's yeah. all I mean,
4: hate something together. Yeah. We can shit on stuff here. <laughs> yeah, <This is> great. <laughs> it is. It's. It was like kind of like that first thing we learned to hate, like on the internet. You yeah know. sometimes I think
0: that there's uh, aspects of the internet that are negative. People think I'm crazy, but I really
4: believe that <laughs>
2: are you developing this theory? yeah yeah, I'm starting yeah. to think like people think like social media topic. is great and I'm like I don't know I man. don't know yeah. here's what you have to look at too. the negative side <sighs> yeah yeah, 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 I'm with you. Do you think Barney's going to become a Halloween costume again? You know in spirit right now they have an inflatable barney suit. I feel like you should be making something off of that. Like, I I, I feel like this thing is – because it is amazing. I don't know if you saw it, Jim, but like two weeks ago, I think, they announced this doc was coming and instantly it was like the number one trend on Twitter. People are talking about it because it's one of those things. There's the costume there. There it is. Wow. I bought one. Where everybody like – all the people, like you said, that grew up around – the Barney era are now adults but haven't thought about it in 20 yes. years. It's retro almost. Yeah, yeah. It's 100%. And so, and it's sold out online. You can go in the stores. Dude, it's I got to the Cherry Hill Mall. You should still. <laughs> Bonnie should was after Jerry my. Did you Hill. watch it? What was? <laughs> did you watch
0: it or not, Travis?
2: When, when you, you were a kid. No, I didn't watch
0: Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> watch one?
2: Barney yes the purple dinosaur what was his name Barney oh I would would wear that
0: costume by the way by the way
2: (laughs) it's so funny that you're saying this because Tommy also did the documentary about uh, the fake Santas yes. that Mick Foley came in to promote. And when Mick was in, he kept saying the Santa. Santa, that's how I say it. <laughs> to, that's the point, I say Santa. to the point where Mick had to say something. Like I don't know why you keep Santa. saying Santa. <laughs> <laughs> You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a
0: blow-up doll, like a, or yeah, it a yeah, cloth. You, no, you and that's get not in a, there. You can't fuck it, Jim. It's no, not uh, a no.
2: blow-up. <laughs> he's like can, he's like, let me ask you about this party. Can you fuck it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in spirit Halloween. Yeah. Excuse me, miss. Yeah. Oh my God, it's fantastic. That's, that's a, a lot made of money. Plastic. On eBay,
4: Jesus, one eighty. I should sell mine. Jesus.
2: You should be making a cut on these <laughs> yes. things. Yes. Like, the only reason that this is back in the zeitgeist is because there's a big banner that's on the right. cock that says <laughs> yeah. Barney documentary. That's right.
0: Well, I mean, like... 180. is That's a, that's a lot of Muldoons. You
4: know, when you turn, oh, like, God. five years old, you, you learn to kind of... It's the first thing you learn to hate to fit in, right? That's right. And then you forget about it, right? You grow up and you have other interests. You like professional wrestling or whatever. I forgot uh, that I and many other people hated Barney this whole time. <laughs> But then you
2: forget it. But now he's just
4: now he's everywhere.
2: Yeah, now he's everywhere, and I'm and it all came flooding back. I was like, I, I hated haven't this thought purple of this rain.
4: in so long. Purple, yeah,
2: like a purple rain. <laughs> and, <laughs> it flooded down
4: on me. Yeah.
0: I haven't thought of it in so long. And then yeah. Why well, would like, you? Oh yeah. And then, yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, Oh God, I forgot that was the biggest thing in the country for you. Oh my years. God. It
4: sold out like 11 nights, uh, days in a row at a Radio City music hall. It was crazy. It, oh, was, they had a live it felt more like things? a mucus hall to
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Barney basher. Oh, Big come time. on. Big, I know. I know.
4: <laughs> so wait, they did, oh, they did a live show at Radio City. Yeah. 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 I mean, he would go on tour. When uh, they set what they set Barney on tour, they had like this um, roadie that used to work for like, Motley Crue. It was like, a really weird set. There was a lot of weird characters in this. Um, the body of Barney, he's now a uh, tantric sex guru. Oh, right. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, the original voice of Barney was also voices for Chuck E. Cheese. So there's a lot of...
0: Why did he stop doing it?
4: Like that's, that's such a voice actor's dream just to kind of hang out and be on this giant show. Well they're all in Dallas, I mean it wasn't Union, and he just wanted to move to LA and kind of like do something bigger. It sounded
2: like literally what Rob Schneider was just telling us about, uh, like leaving SNL, cause you think there's so much more opportunity for you out there and then you go, oh fuck, that was a good gig. Like when he's talking about it in the dock. Which is out now on Peacock. He's like saying that yeah, that he had done Barney for so long, and he wants to go out there and see what else is out there. And I feel like he probably—he doesn't say it, but I feel like he probably—the fact that he's still wearing purple shirts (laughs) leads me to believe that he probably was like, yeah, that was the gig. Yeah, that was the one. Walk away from that
4: big gig. Yeah, Yeah, I mean uh, he—he's definitely like the the Barney guy now. Like anyone goes to Barney, like you know, he'll do something conventions or cameos and stuff like that. So
0: oh, he does it as Barney.
4: Uh, well no I mean he'll <laughs> he does not dress he never dressed up he's the yeah,
0: yeah,
2: boys yeah. can, can you imagine doing cameos in character oh uh,
0: I, I, yeah but not you'd without the really, outfit
2: you have to be really pathetic to it, do it that. it is
0: grossly pathetic to have yeah
2: hey. <laughs> to have to be like hey you know I know you're a performer but I'd rather have the character do my cameo no no
0: but to do it in the Bonnie voice is is got to be hard if you're not dressed like that's got
2: to be strange you're saying that it's there's integrity if you have like the silly glasses on yes but if you're not wearing if you're don't have the Bonnie hat on. It loses its.
4: I see, I see. What
0: uh, they just got a guy who did a good impression. I guess after, right? They
4: just hired... yeah. It, it is a little bit different. Like I unfortunately can tell the difference. You can. <laughs> oh, you can totally tell the can difference. Can we hear the yeah. two
0: different Bonnies? I, I don't
2: look him up Travis it's like when they got a new Fred Flintstone
0: oh that was the fucking worst that second Fred
2: and blew you totally knew Jake
4: Bunny <laughs> I remember when Robin Williams didn't do the genie anymore in Aladdin it was like yes. it really freaked me out yes when, like, in the straight-to-video sequels or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really, really weird. Yeah.
0: You better get a good impression. Did this guy think they would pay him more money or he went to L.A., and did he do anything big after that or no?
4: Um, not Barney Boone. But... <clears throat> yeah, he, he, he still works in the industry, but just not doing voiceover work. Oh. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he worked on, like, Community. He does, like, a lot of, like, graphic work and stuff, so he just... He's, he's still doing stuff. You wonder when you... Oh, there's been four of them. You wonder yeah, so when you... went shit. is the big one. Uh, so it was like Bob West and then Duncan Guy he was the voice of Chuck E. Cheese but he only did it for a year you know see, see that Tim guy right there his- bottom bottom no the
2: no yeah, picture? picture okay yeah, no picture. yeah
4: his daughter is that girl from uh, Booksmart and uh, she's like a real successful hmm. actress
0: wow who's the big one the original
2: yeah, no, was the, for
4: the, the he's the longest. The big running. one is
2: the guy with the white goatee. Yeah, he's Bob, the original. Yeah. yeah,
4: Bob West is the uh, original, but technically, yeah, there he is. She's uh, her yeah, father yeah. did uh. a voice of Barney, but like the later voice of Barney. Oh, it was just like a year. It wasn't long. Not like the book smart version of Barney. <laughs> who's, like the, who's the bottom picture? Uh, so the bottom picture is Duncan, and he only did it for a year. He was Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, okay. He's a little wacky. Can we hear the difference? <laughs> they have a,
0: anyone have a, di- a mashup? The, I'm sure someone's put a video. There's, just, uh,
3: ex- there's uh,
4: seasons like, oh, I think like s- six s- below. Is uh, Bob- they all have clips? Seven below.
0: You yeah. know a little clip. From, uh, Who do you want first? Hit that that clip, the original.
2: Give me Bob West. The
0: original Bonnie. All right. Bob oh, that's much better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now everything is put away so we can play another day. <laughs> okay. You know what I think of when I hear that voice? What? Fuck that dinosaur. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just think I have to put things some things away.
2: All right, so me and you are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. This yes. this docu series is perfect we for are us. Both, Jim. We are both on <laughs> it.
0: Uh, let's, see the next let's see what the next guy sounds like. Dean Dean Sure. Bye Oh, I'm so proud of you for sharing your toys like this.
3: <laughs> and I think we should share one more thing that right good. now. good. No. But
4: that was the original original, right? No, no, no. And that's that, the that, second. Yeah, that's the one who came out after. He's actually technically been Barney the longest. He was Barney when Selena Gomez and Demi Nevada were on the show. Did you get them for your doc? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did Do I how many, answer that fast enough? How many years was he Barney? Like... I would say over over Bob, so probably like 10, 12 years. Oh, yeah. I
0: don't like him as much. Uh, let me hear the other one.
4: Tim? Yeah. Or Duncan?
0: That one.
3: It yeah, it's a, a little bit more day. like Bob.
1: I thought you might yeah. like
3: some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, neither can I.
2: That's not Oops, a bad voice. No, it's okay. That- Bob West is still the GOAT.
4: Bob is the... Bob so is the. The way I remember, it was like, I think Tim did the voice. So when Bob left, Tim did the voice, but then Duncan did the singing voice. It was really weird. Oh. And wow. it just wasn't working, and that's when they got Dean. And Dean's like, you know, helped create Radio Disney. He's like an amazing voiceover artist. So. Is Dean the bottom guy? Dean's the one that says Dean. I can Oh. Now you know what it's like to do the show.
2: Oh, uh, no, I couldn't read
0: it. My eyes are all okay. bad, but you are right. That would, that would be the indicator. Let me hear the bottom guy. Duncan?
2: Yeah.
3: I love you. you
4: yeah, see, he's love singing. Me. So, yeah. We love this is, I know all this. <laughs> yeah, you know all this. Can't you're the, you're, yeah. you're the expert. Yeah. So if A and E ever does a Barney documentary as well, you I would be ever, I'd be the Sam Roberts of that.
2: You'd have to be brought in. Yeah, to <laughs> yeah. be the expert. Like, uh, make this relatable for us. <laughs> Explain what's going on here. And <laughs> you're like, you could just watch mine if you want. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs>
4: Well, A and E, they they're doing something with uh, McFoley, and they're using some of my clips from I Am Santa Claus on it. Oh, was, really? Yeah. So it's always fun to be like. Uh, oh, it's yeah. You still put it out there. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Was and it hard to sell this or no? Or did you did you immediately get a buyer for it? Like when you're like, yeah. I want to do this. So m-
4: all my other movies were independently made, uh, like small budget and then went to, like, Netflix or wherever. Right. Um, but this, in particular, we teamed with Scout Productions. And oh, they, yeah, yeah. They do uh, Queer Eye, Legendary. Sure, I and mean, I know Rob Eric yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, look and-
2: at this industry guy. Yeah, man. well... Look yeah. at yeah, you. Yeah. Look at
4: Jim. I, think, I remember Rob saying your name before, so it's been a thing that's been dropped. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Scout was... We teamed up, and we started pitching it everywhere, and Peacock was the thing. Peacock, like, NBC always had a good relationship with Barney. Even at Universal Studios, up until the pandemic, There was a section of the park that kids could go to. There was a Barney statue and Barney would do singing and dancing and all that sort of stuff, so. Do kids now know
0: who it is? Like, real young kids. It's kind of like, they're like, what's Blues Clues and all these (laughs) other things. Blues Clues, are still on, yeah, Blues Clues oh, yeah, is still on, dude. Blues Clues? Yeah, exactly. There you go.
4: But the thing is, because it's on still all these streaming things, I think, you know, the parents that love Barney are now playing it for their kids. I mean, like, my kid, I love playing, like, DuckTales for, or, like, the things that I remember growing up, or, like, any Cookie Monster on Sesame Street. Sesame so,
2: Street is still the shit. It's oh, still, my God, yeah.
4: Sesame Street's still rocking and rolling. Yeah. yeah. But so Sesame Street would play to, like, children, like, of all ages. And even some of the adults. There was humor for adults. Barney was like, forget that, or just, if you're five all years kids. old, you're not getting this. That's right, Yeah. 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 yeah kids. My kids watch WrestleMania 26. They do. I mean, because that's what I like. Was
2: Barney know? in it? No, Barney oh. wasn't there for that one. No, he wasn't. He wasn't oh. a part of WrestleMania 26. Sean versus Undertaker, though, was awesome. So that's what we watch in my house. missed I that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrestlers Mania. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're... I, I,
0: I was probably busy making love to a girl. In Vineland. Yeah.
2: Well... <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all know I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't come across as authentic. Oh, boy. Did you try to find out if Barney was actually? Uh, <laughs> he actually looked up twenty seconds. Did you? Uh, Great ones. Trump and McMahon? Uh, that's not a real. No. Poster for it. You no, know, those it's matches. Not just you fucking. <laughs> God damn it! You. Yeah, that's not. A, those aren't things that happened. Oh, yeah. Uh damn, jib, <laughs> he is a jiblokey. Um <laughs> <laughs> Were there any of the negative Barney rumors that were true? And was there any sort of? Because here is the thing, like. The dirt about this, cause people are looking for, for, Dut. for dirt, and it's really more about the, the way people Hated Barney. It's still it feels like the show was indeed very wholesome. Did you find anything that it was like, "Oh, he was named after a serial killer?" <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Oh, there was some a little bit of coke in his tail, but that was only one episode. Well, so that's the thing. So there was a room, there's so many rumors, like exactly what you said. He was named after a 1930 serial killer, the song backwards is satanic, he killed himself Those in are all suit. true. <laughs> yeah, all true. Okay. But no, but the one was that he he did drugs and would hide drugs in his tail. Nice. And that one, there was actually, Barney Dolls were so popular that people got in trouble, like arrested, for smuggling drugs in Barney Dolls. And I feel like that's where that rumor came from.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. But you didn't find any dirt on the show, really.
4: Uh... I mean, obviously, no, the drama no. the
2: family went through. Yeah, and- I mean, the, the,
4: the drama, there was nothing bad about the show. The The show became so successful. I mean, like, here's the thing. It wasn't made from, like, a big person from New York or a studio executive in L.A. It was made from, like, two uh moms, school teachers in Dallas, Texas, like Allen, Texas. So they weren't necessarily prepared for that sort of success. Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly successful And in that kind of. Damage the di- the dynamic of the family.
0: How much are they worth, those women now? Well, Beaten. so you hope they didn't sell the intellectual property rights to Barney.
4: They sold it in early two oh. thousands for two hundred and seventy five million dollars. Oh, all okay, right, all they, right, they, they yeah. got their money. They for made it, some malt Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, stop saying it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> they made the money, though. Yeah. You, you I can't think say, fine. Like,
0: even if it was sold for a billion now, you'd still go, they got, you know, a quarter billion is a lot of fucking money. Dude. Yeah. They yeah. did great.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's I think like, they're fine for the rest of their life. Can you hear
0: like the Ray Crock McDonald story, like the original, like they got nothing in the sure. original, you feel bad for that. But
2: look, we're going to have to do a handshake deal on this. Okay. But you're going to give me my 1%, right? Of course you're not going to break a handshake deal. They never got shit. 1%.
0: Yeah, they, did they didn't not. get it. No proof?
4: They didn't get it. Nope. I seen it in the movie. Now there's proof, but it's too late. <laughs> but Barney's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the hell if he was Barney were fine. You know, there there was a little um I guess like so it, the story started where there was three it was like two two moms and then there was like oh no wait there's three creators and then eventually one of the moms like left the show around 1994 and we tried to get into that sort of stuff but uh it just no one would talk about it like I talked I called the one woman who you know had a signed NDA when she left Uh she just couldn't talk to me and all that sort of stuff so it was something it was just seemed like a business thing or whatever but it was just like no one's gonna talk about it and we can't like lay claims Right. You know, so, did they was, split that money?
0: Like, did one of the original creators get fucked out of eighty million dollars? Or well,
4: they left in '94.
2: There's a lot of money that came in after '94 for sure. But
0: when it sold, like as a
2: creator, oh, like did she still get like a, some? Points? Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what deal yeah. it was. Yeah. So the
4: way it all started was so Cheryl Leach was this mom uh, who made this for her son. Her son was what they say an overactive two year old. Yeah, and he needs Patrick, right? Yeah, yeah. he needs something to pay attention to. So she decided to make this this video, this character. Uh the family she married into, the Leach family, had this production company. They like they just made like sort of like, you know, normal sort of like how to sort of videos. Nothing nothing crazy. So she talked to her father in law and he put in seven hundred thousand dollars to make three tapes. So a lot of money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember that number correctly. But like that was the way it all went down. And those three tapes, you know, there was no way to promote it. Uh, so they would have all the moms in Dallas area to call the Blockbusters, the Toys R Us. They had their. They called themselves the Mom Blitzers. So it was this crazy sort of like just DIY sort. Of, it was almost like a garage band in some sense, and they just got huge when PBS uh, picked them up. Wow! He, so this guy saw the production company
0: guy in the family saw that this could be something. Like seven hundred thousand on three tapes is a lot of money.
4: Yeah, I mean this is nineteen eighty eight. Yes, it's yeah, so probably like a million and a half dollars right yeah. now.
2: Yeah, unless he was super rich already and was just like maybe whatever. I think the they were well off,
4: but yeah. you
0: see what. Make, what makes you see that and go, "Oh, this is going to take off"?
4: I guess this the you know she was an educator, so she was coming in from that sort of perspective. But the idea that there was this hole in the market, like no one was making programming for, right. Like, yeah, that's the other thing that
2: back then, like kids programming wasn't everywhere. Like, now it's like, it's all over YouTube, it's all over yeah. every streaming service, yeah. like, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, there was, Nick Jr. started around 1992, it, it didn't really have a hit until Blues Clues in 1996, so when they're starting in 1988, there was this one tape that Patrick what about, liked called... What about Eureka's Castle? <laughs> I said hit. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, poor uh, Eureka's Castle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean... Oh, the first tape that Patrick liked was this thing called We Sing Together. And if you want to look that up, it's super creepy. But it was, it was really what Barney was based off, was these characters kind of coming to life and singing public domain songs. Even the I Love You song is a public domain song. Like it's, um. Oh, that's not theirs? The lyrics are theirs, but it's, uh, this old man.
0: This old Roger he played actually how did I don't remember that but the Nick Knight yeah of course
4: yeah yeah so they just kind of took these things but yeah we sing together just took that and really added educational elements to it I
2: mean I literally just like this year realized that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and A B C D E F G are the same song <laughs> I just fa- realized that that's the same melody I've been this telling
0: year. him that for ten years I guess
4: I wasn't listening you won't
0: listen you won't hear me. <laughs> This is it? We sing together?
4: Yeah, we sing together. Yeah, with two oh, E's. Oh, with two E's. Yeah. <laughs> we sing together. The more we sing together,
1: together, together, the more we sing together,
4: the happier... Yeah, this seems like something terrible is about to happen. Right? This is very yeah. foreboding. Yeah. It's like when they re-edit Miss Doubtfire to something scary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this character starts to come to life. And then there's a weird big bear. You probably skip it a little bit. Here they go. They've oh, come to shit. life.
1: Oh,
0: great. They're furries.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's...
0: Young Rick Schroeder. <laughs> this kid's got pizzazz. We can move
4: those hips, too. Yeah. So if it wasn't for this tape, Barney would never have existed. <laughs> wow! That little
2: girl is like, what the fuck is happening in my room <laughs> yeah. right now? Yes, that's, see,
4: that's the creepiest part. Yeah, the, like, the lady dresses a pig. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's like those a two human are in the face shining oh, yeah. in the
0: hotel room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> right. And that's the weird thing about Barney. Like, you look at like you know Bert, Big Bird, Cookie Monster. All these characters have emotion. You know, in the Barney Bible, they talk about all the emotions of Barney: sad, confused, anxiety, uh, happy. It's all the same face because he's. Always smiling Right Yeah You've already watched This feels This did, feels yeah. like
2: uh,
1: uh-huh. but you have- That
4: guy's is, is That guy's a kidnapper For sure Well He had to have like seen this? this In 87 So maybe 86 87. How do we make this tape but way less creepy? That's probably what the mission of Barney was. <laughs> this has a Wizard of Oz vibe to it. Yeah, all the, the fake backgrounds Wonderful. and all that
2: stuff. Yeah, because Wizard of Oz had that sort of looming doom throughout. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yes. yeah or Was this like a, a painted background? Yeah. yeah,
2: like all the bright colors but something terrible is going to happen.
4: But, you know, look you look at some of these kids' shows, especially back then, it was all just the same public domain songs. Like, yeah. how many versions of Itsy Bitsy Spider are you going to hear? But that's what, how they did it. Right. We're not spending yeah. money on this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'd be lying if I said this didn't make me move.
4: You tapping your toes. <laughs> <laughs> you tapping your toes. My favorite is the way you said we. I like yeah, that. <laughs> sure.
0: Oh, uh, we sing along, yeah. We. We, we yeah, sing along. along. Yeah. All right, kids playing a pretend now, flute. This is a fun show. <laughs> It's They got a good cast. How
2: <laughs> <laughs> are we kidding? How long is it going to take you to get all this Barney and kids programming stuff out of your head? The doc's I'm out. I, you know The doc's out. Now you're doing press about it, so I'm sure it's all flooding back. But then once it's out, are you like... I'm going to wipe the slate clean and start nah. obsessing over
4: the next thing I'm doing I, I like I like having like weird sort of facts like I have an associate's degree in Santa Clausology you know like it's a, not a study no yeah but it is it is, <laughs> yes, it
0: is. <laughs> S- Something S- University.
4: I think like, S. <laughs> McFolia he has a higher degree in Santa Clausology than I do he does yeah. how long does it take to get that degree I think you just have to watch a tape. Okay. (laughs) Maybe stay a four-hour class. It's like working
2: at Wendy's. (laughs) Like, as long as you watch the tape before you go
4: out there, you're good to go. But the the knowledge I'm doing now is, so I have this next project that's coming out called The House From, Mm -hmm. and it's all about people who live in a famous house from a movie or TV show. So what's it like to live in the Full House house, Friday, Home Alone, all these things. Godfather. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's in New Jersey. Yeah, we were talking to them uh, a couple weeks ago, but regardless, you know, we we have this Kickstarter now. It's the HouseFrom dot com, uh, where people can come in and like get their name in the credits or DVDs and all that sort of stuff. But we've been to so many different houses. We've you know, Jeff Franklin, the creator of Full House, was showing us what the inside of the house really looks like. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait Ethan Umbre came back And did some lines From the Can't Hardly Wait movie It's a fun It's a fun, it's, just a fun watch Do the yeah. Amityville Horror People give you access? Not yet No, no I wonder yeah. if they I'm will I'm about to go to Albuquerque uh, Because the people At the Breaking Bad Breaking house Bad, yeah. yeah They get really mad When people Because people throw pizzas On the roof Yeah
0: and I've driven by there When Kelsey and I Were working together She loved that show and So we went by And looked at it It was kind of cool
4: They kind of wait In the garage And just wait Yell at people Who walk by They do Oh yeah They hate it Oh yeah well, yeah,
2: there's them. pizzas on our house. It's just <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it's the show. I'd be furious. If there's pizza on my house all the time. Yeah. Like, stop in, doing that.
4: And in Tulsa, uh, the Outsiders' house is uh, owned by Danny Boy uh, hey, from yep. House of Pain. The Outsiders'. Uh, the movie with. Uh, oh, you Kevin? did be the oh. movie with, uh, yeah. yeah, Matt Dillon. Yeah, yeah, and Ralph Macchio oh, and Tom okay, Cruise. Oh, wow. I think you're all, you know, Patrick Swayze, what a yeah. cast. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What a cast. See Thomas Howell. At the time, Ralph Macchio was the biggest star there. And Tom, was he? Yeah, he was bigger than Tom Cruise. Because Karate Kid? Yeah. Yeah. Was that after Karate Kid? I think so. Or well,
2: that made him a star, right? Ralph Macchio? I so know. if he was a star, but... that's all I'm for some that reason on. Reason, I have I... no idea. Yeah. But you you might... might know better than I do. But... I
0: thought Karate Kid was like after the Outsiders. I thought that was the first vehicle for all of them.
2: You thought the Outsiders was uh, the first Ralph Macchio vehicle? Sure. I Jim did.
0: Park.
4: I am Outsiders
3: was 83 Karate Kid was 84 Boom I'm
4: There it is I am wrong Yeah There it is What year
0: was Silver Street By the way
3: That was 79 I think Oh I so? was Schneider was right on that yes, one he was
0: He said 77, 78 Okay so you uh, 76 you're... I'm sorry 76. Oh so I was correct
2: <laughs> You were correct <laughs> Yes Happened that fast You're 2-0 oh? Yeah
0: Well.
2: Congrats on that Sure yep. That's huge
0: Yep That's huge I remember the dates of things yeah, By the year <laughs> Yeah Sure But still I forget to wear condoms <laughs> <laughs> So did Barney, yeah, he should sure yeah, did. yeah. <laughs> wow, it's interesting to see like uh why people dislike something so much, like how sincere was the dislike, and how much was it? Yeah, some just of it's culturally a goof. cool, yeah, some of
2: it's a goof, and then other people it's like, oh my God, like this is a real thing well, for you, huh like i I saw on the on the dock people are like drawing swastikas over Barney. Yeah. Be like, this is this is a terrible thing, and it's like this is going real far, huh? Yeah, we actually. Interviewed- Sam hates to see a swastika besmirched. <laughs> that's, that's not where I was going. With that, oh, but my going, apologies. Yeah, no, that's misunderstood. We
4: interviewed a uh, former former neo Nazi in the movie to talk about. Hate. I worked with one. <laughs> uh, <right>. Oh <laughs> no, no, he said he said, he said, he said former. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, I, but yeah, we interviewed a former neo Nazi to talk you about. You formally worked with uh, a yes, neo Nazi. That's a different. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different way of phrasing it. Um so yeah so uh we talked to her about hate and like and 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 you know obviously Barney you think, oh, when hating Barney, what's the consequences? But you can see that there were some. And the idea of like just making your identity the thing you hate, yeah, you know, it's That's it's right. not the best. Word. And the way she kind of says it, it's like, and obviously it's silly comparisons, but it's like, why be the her- person that hates grapefruit? Be the person who loves avocado. You know, it's like, don't lead with the thing that you hate. You know, follow the thing that makes you right happy and like shine and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: you know, it's connecting this to a home base. If you hate something and you're connected to it, it's just a way of feeling connected to something. And- it yes. has become an identity, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it stops – you even forget why you even started there, but you just maybe don't even hate it. You're like, oh, I didn't really hate it, but that it just became your identity so much that that's the, all you talk about. That's all you think about, and it's just, it's not really healthy.
0: Yeah. 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 It's really – it's
4: bizarre. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've all done it, though.
4: Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think I did it with Barney. I was young. Yeah. You know? But like, even looking back at myself when I, you know, me and my friends would beat up Barney in this costume, you're like, why did I do that? What was, why did I, what, why was I feeling that way? You I, know? I guess, but it's when you're like, when you're an older,
2: you're still a kid. It's like, it's. Yeah, but you're learning behaviors, right? It's, it's fun to be like, I'm so not a little kid anymore. That right. This thing that little kids like, I hate it. <laughs> Cause I'm not a little kid. Yeah. I'm a big man. And How'd
4: that, how'd that go for you? It's bad. Yeah, (laughs) sure. I
2: think it was trauma.
4: Yeah. I think I was
2: dealing with trauma. I don't think it had anything to do with a dinosaur. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I I think I was working some stuff out on my own. Yeah. I don't don't think that was the way to do it. Yeah. He hated any
0: adult. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't think
2: of anything. <laughs> it was, was working. The wheels
0: turning. It, it was. And I know where it was going. So it it, actually, I mean, not, that again. not that direction. Everybody knows. where that direction. <laughs> yeah. Not that direction again. Yeah. Thank yeah. God.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd much rather you peter out, than oh, go I mean, down how many that familiar video road. Camera
0: in a motel. Uh, Lines <laughs> <lunch> should <laughs> <that> I have?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see. Uh, I could see Barney making a comeback after this. I feel like people are going to watch the thing. But here's okay. Are you worried at all about bringing back? uh the hate for it because you're trying to be like yo this isn't that good like you can love things I feel like here's what could happen since it's all on Peacock people are going to watch the doc then they're going to go like this oh yeah I was a kid back then oh this is really nice let me show Barney to my kid right and if enough parents do that then parents then kids start becoming obsessed with Barney again yeah. but there's another step if the kids start becoming obsessed with Barney again I feel like Barney hate culture could come back all over again and that would be your fault. That's problematic. Sure.
4: Yeah, it is problematic. It, let's unpack that. Even though this is not a real <laughs> scenario by any means, you know? Like, it sounds it, pretty like, realistic. If, if the parent liked Barney and then is going to show the kid Barney, mm-hmm. the parent already likes the songs. Okay, but what if <laughs> they show their kid Barney but they also have a teenager? They have a little kid and an older kid and then the older kid hates Barney. How old is this teenager? Twelve. He's a tween. Okay. <laughs> So Barney was still over in, uh, on in uh, 2010, so mm-hmm. they were still around for Barney. So they like Barney. <laughs> so everybody,
1: yeah, everyone really <laughs> like Barney.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Here is the thing: everybody likes this dinosaur. <laughs> that's why the documentary
2: is called "I Love You, You Hate Me." I love you. You hate me. Yeah, that's yeah. a yeah. great name for a documentary. It, it is great. Play. It is great, and it's a good documentary. It's it's and it and it does everything comes yeah. flooding back where you realize like oh yeah because you forget all that stuff is so. Fleeting, right? Yeah. Like it's so like in the moment that it's happening. It's, it's so everything. Yeah. It's it's just everywhere, and then
4: something else becomes everything and everywhere. Right. And within a year or two, you've forgotten ha- that was even a thing. It happens all the time. It's like when suddenly everyone woke up and was like, "I don't like disco anymore," and they're going to burn it's, the albums. You it's know? gone. Yeah, yeah. And then you got a, a
2: baseball stadium full of
4: people because yeah. we're
2: going to set disco records on fire. Yeah, and the Bee Gees are over there going like, "What?" Nobody told us is <laughs> What? Are you kidding me? I mean, it was literally... I mean, it, and that's what I was thinking about when Rob Schneider was in here. He was in here before you today. And I was like, it's... it's You can completely compare it to the Barney thing. Because there was a thing. Before, everybody was like, yeah, shitting on Rob Schneider. That's what we do. This is the fun thing to do as a community. Everybody pretends they didn't love Rob Schneider when Deuce Bigelow oh, yeah. came out. And that's why I was yelling at these guys when you walked in, specifically... That guy, because he's acting like Deuce Bigelow was not a cultural phenomenon and is oh not God. still a modern classic because he watches all his South Park and wants to be a cool kid. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well,
4: I, oh, because they make fun of that.
2: But What about he, European him. Gigolo? Did you like that one? European Gigolo wasn't as strong. <laughs> it wasn't, European Gigolo wasn't as sure. strong. I was more talking about the American Gigolo one. Deuce right. Bigelow.
0: American Gigolo is a good movie.
2: And American yeah. Gigolo is good too. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Richard Gere.
4: Were you into the the Hot Chick or the Animal?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not into the Animal. I love the Hot Chick. That's a great movie. <laughs> and it launched, talk about movies that launch people. Rachel McAdams, still a All big, right. ad, she She's got launched. She's a looker who got launched by the Hot Chick. Everybody wants to say The Notebook is what did it.
0: No. Notebook stunk. It
2: was the the Hot Chick, didn't? No. <laughs> notebook
4: stunk. No, nope. you think the Hot Chick's better than the Notebook? Yeah, I do. Good for you. Yeah. The Notebook house is in uh, South Carolina.
0: Oh, it is it?
1: <laughs> I know where
0: that house, house is. That's <laughs> the, 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 the house. house.
4: <laughs>
0: Where's the uh Conjuring house? I don't know that. No, I'd like to go to that one.
4: There is a guy in North Carolina that loved Halloween so much that he made a replica of the Michael Myers house.
0: Oh. That's okay. a lot.
4: Yeah, that's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well
4: yeah of you alive. hear lo- like uh, replica proton packs and all that sort of
2: stuff yeah I can but- build a house <laughs> Rhode Island is where the house from The Conjuring is it looks uh, like not
0: surprising yeah
2: why is that uh, no, I, just, I mean I you are up there recently yeah, right? just, yeah. It's,
0: it's like that old up there Salem witch trials is that yeah, part yeah. of the country that's been around New for England-y. a long time yeah, yeah.
2: not surprising yeah Scary. although but the but I don't know if that's the is that the house from the movie or is that the real house you see what I'm saying? Because yeah. The Conjuring Actually, is based never saw on, a that real, yeah. on a real right. thing. So is that the house that the actual exorcism took place in, or is that the house that is displayed in the movie? We okay. will never know. It would it's call. It's I impossible to find out. We'll have to do a documentary yeah, if, or so that,
4: if, there, if only there was someone making a documentary about famous houses from movies and TV shows. Ah. That's on Kickstarter, right? Yep. Thehousefrom.com. Thehousefrom.com. That's great. It's a
0: great name.
2: Thank you. Yeah
0: good luck with this uh, Tommy this is really it's really great and it's a really interesting subject that everyone is kind of connected to because you're (laughs) like oh fuck I forgot that this was what it was
4: it's that thing that you has always been around you but you just completely forgot about and never looked at it in this kind of way
0: yeah so well done man thank Thank you yeah and I also
2: I also I, I like that all the like sort of Late 90s stuff is being re-examined. Totally oh, like we were sure. fucking wild back then, huh? Oh my god, like, what yeah. was that all about? Yeah,
0: Woodstock, all these things <laughs> from yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Oh like my this... god, like,
2: well, uh, Barney. And came I also on... like that, unlike the Woodstock doc, you did not blame the Barney hate on Fred Durst, <laughs> which I appreciated. Cause... Yes,
0: and I like that Rich Voss is not in this.
4: But <laughs> 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 yeah, 92, Barney came out, and at that time, Nirvana's number one. Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez are coming out. Like, yes. It's, just a whole, Jerry Springer's on TV. Yeah. It's a very, I mean. Wrestlers it, were telling everyone, in a second, yeah, it, the attitude era is right about to happen. Yeah,
0: and Incredible. a young Jim Norton began comedy. There you go. really bringing
2: attitude.
4: <laughs> I forgot about the edge you brought to the is stage. Is that when you were in the car with basis. Bob Levy all the time? Oh yeah, nineteen ninety ninety one.
0: I just saw Levy the other night. Yes. I fucking I love, love Levy. Levy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I love telling you. you, you can never tell when he's drunk, which used to be always, but now he's sober. <laughs> oh, is he? I love I- him. Wait, is he sober? I don't know. I hope so. It's the same thing either way. (laughs) It's the same thing either way. But yeah, spent a lot of time with Bobby on the road. He's great.
2: I also love that. that It's like he might have gotten sober, but I don't know because there's no markable change. (laughs) You can never tell. (laughs) With with Levy, you can never
0: tell if he's like celebrating 90 days or if he's just killed someone in a blackout drunk driving accident.
4: (laughs) But the great thing is right now, you know, like the Bob Levy alarm is being like sailed off right now. And he's like, oh, they're talking about He knows, (laughs) yeah.
0: His bigger than average genitals are vibrating. (laughs) Big? But, but, but Levy has a big rig. Okay, how I know how he told me a lot, <laughs> and he would show it. Oh, he, oh yeah, proudly. It was yeah, his right. closer. So <laughs> you know,
2: now the blue cheese. <laughs> he's not just all talk.
0: No, 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 not at all. He's uh, he's, uh, he's got uh, quite a cock on him. Good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, if this unlike goes, the peacock, which Barney, the uh, yes. I love you, you love me, you yeah. me, is on right now. Yeah, there's yes. quite a there's quite a there's quite a doc on
2: that (laughs) Uh, see god damn it that was good if this is a success which it seems like it already is it came out it's out now yes it came out yesterday so you can go on Peacock and watch this thing is there anything in mind where you're like because theoretically Peacock might be
4: like alright Tommy what do you got next for us right now I've just been focusing on the house from and pitching other things so Mm -hmm. you know it's just trying to you know figure out what's what I want to do, and in, in pitching is a very difficult thing. I, I like the idea of going with a a network thing and an indie thing, and going back and forth to it because it scratches different itches. You Did know? it
0: help to pitch with the production company? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, it's, right? like,
4: yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, I made Bill Murray I am Santa Claus. They're like, oh, I uh, we just win Emmys. Like they yeah. they give like Emmys out at Scout like as like, a gift bag. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous how many Emmys they have. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's who you need in your corner. Uh, yeah,
2: it helps. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Well, uh, check out this movie. Get on Peacock. You should have Peacock anyway. I'm on so many shows on that streaming (laughs) service. If you listen to this show and you don't have Peacock, I'm offended. I literally have a series on Peacock. But it's not about me. Get on Peacock. (laughs) It's on the front page. It's great. You're going to love it. It's a two-part docuseries. I love you. You hate me. It will probably, if you're around our age, just... memories will flood back, but it really is fascinating kind of digging into not only the creation of this cultural phenomenon, but also talking to all the people, talking to the people who were the sort of Barney bashers, talking to the people who love Barney and and what a big part of their lives it was. It's a... it's a really well done uh, piece, Tommy. And Thank I'm you. Gonna, well done, sir. Yeah, yeah. Nice piece. And, I'm, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. As I've always said, Tommy's got a nice piece. Nice long piece.
0: <laughs> and yeah, it's we're, a
2: two-parter. We're done. <laughs>
0: I'm heading to Skankfest now. I'm going to uh, the airport now, and I'll see people in Las Vegas. And we're back on Monday.
2: Can't wait. See you then. Thanks,
0: Tommy. Thank you.
2: This has been Jim Norton
3: and Sam Roberts.